kind of weather that penetrates. Makes your skin feel itchy and oily. Dirty, kind of, but real, too. That's good. It's time for cheers. Sam and Diane, Norm Peterson, the coach. And then, after he died, Woody. I don't have a TV now, but that's okay. Like a true the shows in my mind are almost always better. Who are you to responsibility for their lives? I am the Max. Answer your phone. And welcome back to Geeks Inherit of the Earth. I'm JC. I'm CK. Mike D. And Jamie Skull. And we are recording from our new super secret studio, which is now very kind of comfortable and cushy, so I like this, mm. with our uh, like actual accessible chairs and shit and the ability to, like, you know. For me to be barefoot and yes. eat bananas? I'm trying to say in a way that Cody's just really happy that he's barefoot. Okay. Nobody cares about that but us. I'm going to restart this. <laughs> Somebody, no, 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 it's fine. Somebody somewhere really cares that I'm barefoot right now because you said that. Someone's looking for an OnlyFans account. That's true. Right <laughs> and if you want to contribute to Geeks Inherited here, go to onlyfans.com slash geeks. Yeah. I will have if somebody all... actually has that and we just plug them by accident, they owe us royalties. Yeah. <laughs> geek feet. Send geek me feet. Uh, yeah, geek feet. Geeks feet. Geeks feet. <laughs> Why do I want this to be a thing now? <laughs> I'm afraid that it is, but I refuse to Google it right now to find out because that's a dark rabbit hole and we got shit to do. Well, we're all learning about each other today. Yeah, I think so. yeah very much. <laughs> I, uh, I'm obviously a foot model, but I didn't know it till right now. So this episode, we have listened to your feedback. All right, so apparently we have a bad habit of really talking over people's heads when we talk about comic books sometimes. Well, let's not say over their heads. That's a... Well, you know what I mean. It's, it's shit they don't understand, but they're still enjoying to listen to because like, in fact, we like it and they're learning stuff about it. But we're not really like recommending anything that they could jump in with that's yeah, kind we of... Just, we just talk. So we just yeah. need to dial it in. <laughs> well, that's what this one's for. Like, we're gonna, we've are gonna. we got a couple of segments on here, you know, like, like some current shit, but we're going to give a bunch of suggestions for uh, graphic novels and collected well, trades and shit that you can pick up that you don't have to have 75,000 years of, of backstory. Like the same way in the last episode, we're like, the great thing about Stargirl is you didn't have to watch 75 episodes of Arrowverse. Well, yeah, we kind of do that with comic books sometimes, so yeah. we're not going to do that this time. We're going to give you some <laughs> shit that you can jump into, or if you're an avid reader, then stuff that you might have missed. And uh, we're also going to harp on some indie comic stuff because we really want to, and fuck it, it's our show. Yeah, no, there's a lot of indie stuff to talk about right now because, uh, well, Honestly, right now, indie comics are, I think, the, the, the most... I read more indie comics than I do anything else. Same. Up until Empire, anyway. And that's just because i got to get them all. Because it's like fucking Pokemon for me or something. Mm-hmm. I, I love uh, Cosmic Marvel. My favorite thing is when I see uh, there's a new number one image indie comic yeah. out. And I'm like, oh. Or Boom, you know, yeah. any any um, of those indie studios, at, I'm like, oh. At this point, if it's Boom, I'm like, I'm going to give that a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're basically like their unofficial PR. I am. Like, like, They're great. <laughs> I love everything that honestly, every book that I pick up from them, I'm like, love it, love it, love it. But I mean, also, it's a lot of Tinian doing his thing mm-hmm. over there too. I mean, half the books I read from, well, not half. I, I don't think that guy sleeps. I don't know, man. That dude's prolific. Well, 
Uh, yeah, I can't segue. So we're talking this. about News? James Tinian, uh, the fourth, the ninth, fourth. oh, the fourth, the ninth, the fourteenth. <laughs> there were nine of those dudes. I am Tinian the fourteenth. I am Tinian the fourteenth. I am. I am. He is currently writing um, Batman, the, the main Batman title, and uh, a few other titles like Something Is Killing the Children. Yep. Um, I don't have a catalog. That's a wonderful, happy, right good time name. <laughs> Wind. Uh, Wind. That's his other book that I was talking about on the last one that I, that I recommended. That's a uh, it's a fantasy book about um, elves, and the war between elves and men at some point. In oh this yeah, I have to read that. Like world and that's something I would. The last totally one is like a, this boy and he's chosen and he's an elf, but they keep his ears hidden and all that. It's really cool. I think I would absolutely yeah. love that. So what we got for news or oh, things well, that are kind that of current? Some, there's a lot of stuff going on. like current things right now. There's uh there's some stuff happening on um. Netflix, uh, as far as new shows that are out right now, like Umbrella Academy. Part two. Part two. Season two of Umbrella Academy came out. Which uh, is fucking fantastic, but if you've not watched season one, don't watch that fucking trailer. Yeah. It was holy it. fuck. There is landmine-sized spoilers in the fucking trailer for the end of Umbrella season. Uh, I mean, um, Umbrella Academy season one. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't got on Umbrella Academy season one, uh, get on that shit. It's it great. is... F- it... it the advertising for this, I will say this, the advertising for Umbrella Academy is the most misleading shit yeah. for what that show actually is. Because when you see the the trailers for it, it's like, ooh, look, it's just like a fun X-Men. Yeah, fuck no, it's not. This is some fucked up shit. Yeah, it's not fun X-Men. It's the X-Men in the best way possible. That's not just the X. It's the best version of the X-Men that's not the X-Men that's it, ever been made in live action. It, it, it's what would have happened if the X-Men would have said fuck it when they were teenagers and then came back as an adult. It's like X-Men meets Doom Patrol. There's a lot of Doom Patrol in there. Well, there's the overlap between this. There's, there's the thing with that. People keep, like, I'm watching both shows right now. There's two yeah. shows I'm watching. And uh, Doom Patrol is like the... It's not necessarily edgy, but it's definitely the dark humor brother to Umbrella Academy, where Umbrella Academy is like, we're going to talk about some dark shit, it's going to get serious, but generally overall, the music and the way that they write in the, some of the characters, it's still a fun ride. Like fun, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Doom Patrol's more like, like it's goth cousin. You know, it's like it's you know, it's like I I really Hard love listening to Sisters of Mercy, but I can't play it around my friends like the show. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, so. What's funny about that that I mentioned the X-Men and we're talking about Doom Patrol. So technically, the Doom Patrol were kind of like the X-Men before the X-Men, if you go back chronologically, when they were released by DC Comics. Um, essentially, they were this ragtag group of people with really quirky, different powers that were led by a guy named the Chief that worked in a, that was in a wheelchair. And they were kind of the outcasts and misfits of the superhero world for DC. And they uh, basically, right after that, the X-Men came out. And Doom Patrol <laughs> did something similar. that I've been wanting to happen for years, which is give Brendan Fraser a job. Oh, man. He's so good in it. He's so good. He's the best character Yeah, he's finally show. back in the show, but if you see the trailers, the big robot, the big steel thing. Robot that, Man. Yeah, Robot Man. I mean, that's that's Brendan Fraser. So you get to see him in the show in like that's the awesome. first episode, and you're like, look, he's back. He's really back. And then when it was like 30 minutes, like, and he's a fucking robot? He's doing <laughs> VO? Well, God I haven't thought about it. Brendan Fraser in... Years. I don't that's, know if that's your own damn fault. fault. Yeah, and Doom Patrol fault. will fix that for you. Yeah, so it's I not need my to fix fault that. that you don't like the mummy. Oh, and who who does I, the cheese? Who, who doesn't like the mummy? I'm kidding. <laughs> who does the cheese? Great, it's so fun. Uh, Timothy Dalton. T- Timothy Dalton. Dalton. Dude. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. So if so you've so ever awesome. been wondering what happened since he fucked up a, a James Bond movie, 
Uh, you can find him now. Best Bond ever, best or worst Bond movies. Yeah, it's a, he was fantastic. That's controversial the there. Uh, they're not the worst. No, I, th- I still like them better. No, than they're terrible Bond Morris. movies. But I like them better than Roger, a lot of the Robert uh, Morris. Though. Yeah, they're probably on the same park. Yeah, but the Robert Morris did not age well. That's what I'm talking there's, about. There's yeah, some serious issues with some of those. No, they're problematic. Yeah, very. So, okay, we got sidetracked from the intro, sidetracked in the news. Welcome back to Geeks and Hair to the Earth, where structure is a thing that we talk about that we never do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Star Girl, catch up. Uh, Ooh, we yeah. got to see the Seven Soldiers of Victory finally yes. with yep. Sir Justin, uh, the uh, Golden Knight. Sir Justin. Or, I mean, the, I mean uh, the Golden Knight. Shoot, uh, uh, Shining Knight. The Shining Knight. Yeah, the Shining Knight. You had uh, Wing, Crimson Avenger in the picture. Uh, yeah, it's just a picture, right? Uh, yeah, it's just w- a picture. Wasn't Alan Tudyk one of them, too? It looks like Alan Tudyk. It, Tudyk. I can got, never say his it's, name it's, right. It's all it's Green Arrow. Talk for her? <laughs> it's Green Arrow and Speedy and yeah. Vigilante and Starman. Well, Star, I guess there were Stars and Straps then, so it was a Star, yeah. a Starman and Stripey. That last episode, that was, what, 10? I think it was. 11. 11. 11. 11. Holy fuck. No, no real action, no real nothing, and I big ugly cried. Yeah. Anybody yeah. that didn't think that, because let's be real, it when was you, rough. When you first saw the picture of the cast, you're like fucking like Luke Wilson, like from old school. He's gonna be in this. And by by through the show, he's proven himself. But my God, some of the scenes with him in there, I'm like, if mm-hmm. if they would have known he could act years ago, he wouldn't. They wouldn't have been able to afford him for this show. Because yeah. man, he fucking aces it. Yeah, he's really good in it. Oh, give a uh, shout out to Mark Ashworth, man. Oh, Shining Night is the janitor. He goes into that garage that and was... asks for uh, Pat's help. I I was floored by yeah, that. Yeah, so emotional. Up. It, it teared me up because he was just mm-hmm. like, "I help me. I can't. They fucked up my mind." Basically, he's like, "Help me. Mm-hmm. I need you, and I need to remember." And him talking about just. The fact that they they went there, I was like, are they gonna really make him like he has fucking Excalibur and that he's chosen and he was a knight of the round and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no he is, <laughs> he is, and he's talking about all the stories and stuff and I'm like, I love this so much. Little dude. Pegasus hat, I yeah. think that's a nice little. Oh, I finally, wonderful. I, I didn't notice that till like, obviously that scene where it's close up on him and they made sure that you notice it mm-hmm. and I was like. That dog. What was that on there the whole fucking time? Did it, oh my god! Yeah, for those of you who who didn't listen to the last episode, we fucking love Stargirl <laughs> a little bit. I like it a lot. What's crazy is we started that saying we weren't going to spoil it, and we spoiled the first fucking seven episodes of it. And Oops. people are still been texting me and like commenting online, like I don't even fucking care. You did it. I watch it all, and it's fucking dope. It's so yeah. good. I do. People are really, really happy with the show. I have people... two more episodes left. I'm really sad oh. because I, I don't want it to end. It's so good. It's one of my favorite shows. It's I've getting ever watched. way more attention than Doom Patrol or Titans got, and they got a second season. There's no fucking. Oh, I think way I read that they already game. renewed. They already pr- approved a second season of that. Oh, Maybe so. wrong about what, that. Which one? Star Girl. Yeah. They, no, it's done. It's, oh, okay. It, it, they're, they're making it. So. It's approved. It will be on the CW only. And well, you know, and HBO Max. You mentioned uh, all of us have mentioned how emotional that show was for us. And this is another show that goes to prove when it's done right, television is becoming a superior model to films. I mean, we would not have had some of these emotional reactions if we hadn't had hours of buildup with these characters to care about them that much. So. And if you look at how the Arrowverse started with like the <laughs> effects every time somebody came in, how far Berlanti has came helping do a show. It's like, oh man, this guy knows his shit now. <laughs> it's my favorite format. TV shows today are my favorite format. Now, unless you're going to be like Marvel and and plan, you know, uh, 
15 years of movies in advance <laughs> and then they're like kind of like episodes they're just like long episodes that come out every year or so i sometimes wonder if kevin feige sitting in a room with his kids going one day dad's not going to be here so i'm going to need you to do these next 60 movies that i have sketched <laughs> oh my god there's like charts drawn all over his kids bedroom walls pins oh yeah, lines yeah and shit. you go into his house it has to look like that scene from it's always sunny yeah. in philadelphia <laughs> you know when charlie's in the mail room going it's all connected man <laughs> There's no Pepe, son, Pepe. There's no Pepe Sylvia in the building. There's no one named Pepe Sylvia. You know the first time, though. You know the first time that the heads from Marvel saw him try to pitch this in a graph. They were like, um, 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 he's crazy. And now it's like, no, he, he left the mail room. There is Pepe Sylvia. No, yeah. Uh, thank you for finally just putting a straight up Marvel nerd in charge of something. And that's yep. what Kevin Foggy got. And he's one of us. He definitely is. You can tell. You can tell he was just chomping at the bit when he was producing those first ones. Like, I'm going to get on, in on these. I'm going to make them right. <laughs> two out of three of my favorite. This shit's driving me crazy. <laughs> two out of three of my favorite shows right now came out of the DC Universe app, though. And now I'm moving to HBO Max, which is Doom Patrol and Stargirl. So, like, I love the fact Marvel's got these great shows lined up that are going to the MCU. We're all going to fucking love it. We'll gush over it. But DC's finally getting his day in court for a change. Yes, I'm finally. pretty fucking yes. happy about yes. it. Yeah. Then, well, you know, you bring up a good example there. Doom Patrol and Stargirl are both starkly starkly different shows but they're oh, both yeah. dc where mm-hmm. certain writers we've talked about in the past feel like all of dc has to feel grimdark or what have you um both of those shows are great examples of the op- opposite spectrum of fantastic shows but they're just completely different and the great thing about doom patrol is that it's still so grounded in emotion for every character yeah. there's not anybody that's like i'm batman you know it's, it's like you know my, i have two dead parents like three quarters of the dc universe and batman <laughs> these people's lives suck and like that pilot man that pilot for doom patrol is like you you leave in a good mood but you don't fucking stay in one for that 48 minutes while you're watching it like oh. it's up and down yeah i mean they're all they all have horrific things happen to most of them that's why they become super powered so it's all sad stuff, basically, how people get powered up in that show. We're, uh, we're playing whack-a-mole with so many shows. We're trying to knock them out and get them caught up where we can. And Doom Patrol is definitely on the short list. That's going to be one of the very next ones we start. Absolutely. Don't watch that in Umbrella Academy and Tangent unless you never want to watch anything until you're done with both. Because they're so high quality, that'll yeah, be all you want to really watch. Yeah, well, that's idea. one of the reasons we're behind on stuff. Because we have to like focus. We yeah. have to have something to focus on. So, But we will. We're we're in a TV hole again. Do we have any more newsy newsy news? Uh, the uh, I don't I remember if we had said this last time, but the announcement for the new Star Wars animated show, The Bad Batch. Ah, uh, yes. About Rex and the other clone troopers that, that uh, are in the Clone Wars, but and, they're fa- and Rebels and they're fantastic characters. Uh, the fact that they're going to be getting their own animated series on Disney Plus is really cool because yeah. those clones are awesome. And they start out instantly developed. You're not going to have to have like a slow ramp up. That yeah. show's going to start out of the gate. Yeah. And the trailer for uh, Death of the Family DC Animated drop. Yes. And yep. that's really interesting because uh, uh, from what I can tell, a lot of it is, it's footage from Under the Red Hood as well. Like it's, it's some of it's recycled because the way that you pick the path plays different uh, movies within the movie and then they made other stuff on top of it. So I it didn't can, realize it was a choose your own adventure thing. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's, shit. It's selectable. Huh. So like you the first decision you make, just like they did. So if people don't know this, for Death in the Family, the actual event, they had a hotline that you could call and decide whether you wanted the Robin to die or Robin to live. I called it. And my, my grandmother was not happy, but she yeah. I would not <laughs> no. that up. I was like, I'm calling that nine hundred number. 
Uh, Robin's got to die. She's like, People what? hated Robin at that time. Robin has to die. Oh man, he he was that that asshole anti character, anti hero. Which character. Robin was that? Jason. But people weren't okay. ready for that. People they were weren't. like, he is a dick. I he do was not like him. <laughs> when he was Robin, he was a dipshit. I mean, Red Hood is awesome. He's one of the most beloved characters now. Right. They write him awesome. He's conflicted. He's cool. He's like the Punisher, but he doesn't always kill. Just, he was more of a dick than Damien. Oh, Damien's a dick. Damien's but, a dick, but he's awesome. Damien's also a yes. kid, though. So okay. Jason know. was just a Jason was dumbass. kind of a kid, but he wasn't as young as Damien. Jason was just yeah, the idiotic dude, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, you mean when he was Robin? I'm talking yeah, about he was Red Robin. Hood now. No, oh, yeah, he's yeah, awesome. he was dude broy then. But if you look at the character arc, it's why his character is cool now because he's def- he definitely got his shit kicked in literally with a crowbar. I hate that he came back. I hate it. I love Red Hood. No, I love Red Hood. I love Red Hood, but yeah, I'm right. Like I, I, I agree. It's like, damn, they really fucked that up. Why didn't they use someone else? Because those were in the days when DC stood for die continuously. He was yeah, oh, yeah. Batman's we greatest before, failure. We'll it, it was the burden that Batman could never get rid of. Yep. He was brutally murdered by the Joker and eh, just dig him back up and just bring I don't know I don't think personally myself I've not read any stories that that backs that up he was more effective as a dead Robin to me than he was just another Bat family member no I got you I understand that because I mean ultimately there are that's two camps you're yeah, like absolutely you and gotta have people Robin people love yeah. Red Hood and, and nothing wrong with that it's um, like the Gene Alive Gene Dead camps uh, 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 right <laughs> effective dead Robin is also going to be the name of my new ska band <laughs> I love it um, <laughs> so what else have we got uh, the War for Cybertron show uh, just started that for the Transformers show. I've watched the first couple episodes. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I watched the. I finally finished up on the first one. I I don't know. It's still jarring to me. I think that the CGI still looks dated to me. I, they use the toys. Does. They scan the toys, and the toys are the models of the show, literally. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it was to good effect necessarily. Uh, I'm with you on this. Like I was so excited. And like after about fifteen minutes, I'm like this is kind of painful to watch. Yeah, it's, it's a little off putting. I agree. You know, and I sat in and watched with you a little bit, and I, I it didn't have heart to me. I thought this isn't really just having a maybe that's the problem when you just have the war on a robot planet between robots. Yeah, that's what I'm always saying. There's no bigger chance when we're well, I mean, there's some bigger Transformers fan than me, but I'm in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. You mm-hmm. walked in my living room and you will know. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you are. Yeah, it just I I think. My favorite part about Transformers is that they're hidden on Earth and they turn into vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just a bunch of robots shooting each other on a robot planet, it, I don't, it leads to something to me. You need that human interaction. At That's least Robotech had human pilots. Sure, sure. You know? And I'm not talking Michael Bay where it's mostly humans, yeah. but you need that interaction. You gotta I, have I Spike. Yeah. You gotta have well, I mean, they, they've, they've went in two different directions. Maybe they'll kind of... I mean, like, they, 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 like as soon as they got rid of Michael Bay, look at Bumblebee. Like, oh, look, there's robots and there's people, and it mixes. Bumblebee was so good. Bumblebee was 80% awesome. Yep. And that 80% is fucking that good. A, that 80% is <laughs> solid the whole time. It's 80%, too. That 20%. I know. I'll, I'll give it 80-20, because that 20% was, we don't know how to edit the rest of this shit. You know? yeah. It's like they, they kind of edited themselves story-wise and into a couple of walls. Yeah. Well, it had a fraction of the budget of those Transformers movies, too. And it so. looks better. It does. And those Transformers movies have a fraction of the watchability of Bumblebee, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one... That's a quote. That's, totally, a quote. that's great. I'm going to put that on a fucking poster. <laughs> Trademark, Geeks and Hair to the Earth. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and you don't want us trademarking things. <laughs> 
Maybe they do. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, well, anybody reading Death Metal? Anybody everybody caught up on Death you Metal? You know what? Um, I'm waiting to get them all before I read them. Awesome. I made that decision. I'm, awesome. I'm not going to sit here and read one, then read two, then read three over and over until I can remember what's happening in yeah. Snyder's confused mess of a story. Like, which I already know what it is. What's happening with Snyder? Like, he is... He's oh, leaving. That's the next big move. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Jamie... What happened? What, what a wonderful segue. <laughs> she should have just held up a sign like, I'm about to do something. Awesome. <laughs> I'm taking and, it there. And this episode, I didn't stomp on her segue. We're getting better, team. We're getting better. <laughs> Snyder is coming off of the main books, the main storyline, mm-hmm. uh, DC books, and moving to creator-owned, more creator-owned, more creator-created stuff. Creator-created. Sayonara. And just like, yeah, fucking, you're done with that, man. He can tell he's done with it. He doesn't, it's not because he sucks in any way, shape, or form. Oh, no, I love no, Scott Snyder. No, no. It's I just that you can tell that he's done with it. Everything I've heard Maybe about death metal so far sounds like he lives in a state where he finally got his medicinal marijuana card and is going batshit with edibles. It, well, yeah, but it's really fun. I mean, That's I'm waiting until about, it's all over yeah. and I'm buying all of the graphic novels of all of the different parts of it and just going to sit there and read the whole thing. Because I think if you... Here's my thing with Snyder storylines when he goes off the fucking rails. Don't read it an issue at a time. If no, you put you it can't. all to... Like when Metal came like out... like Morrison. Well, yeah. when Metal came out, I just could not follow. Almost. I was like... Uh, I quit reading it on issue three and then when it was over, I, I sat there and read the whole thing. I'm like... This makes sense. You know, it was like when uh, Frank Miller did the, the, the Dark Knight 3 or whatever it was. Ugh. When you tried to the read... The Master Race? Yeah. The, yeah when you, I liked it. But I liked it, it, but it was hard to read. You couldn't read it issue to issue, but if you sit there and read it... And, and it's one of those things you can't get the trade of, because if you got the original ones, they had these many, many stapled comic books in them of each com- I mean, each character's backstory and oh. shit. And like, those parts made it really cool, and it was like a cool thing to open up and have this mini book in and read and shit. But if you read it issue to issue, you're like, oh yeah, we forgot Frank Miller's on back on alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are drunk. Hey, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, bring up something we mentioned at the top of the show. Recommendations that were on Snyder, were on Batman. Uh, one of my all-time favorite Batman stories, Court of Owls. It's a two-part graphic novel. If you want to read some amazing uh, recently current Batman, more or less, uh, this, the story is timeless. It's it's kind of set in its own continuity. It doesn't really touch on too much else. Go check out Batman Court of Owls. It's fucking awesome. It's fantastic. And that's modern. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Yeah, so let's go through some stuff here that, you know, if you... Not super heavy into the you know into buying books or looking for some stuff to read or stuff you could have missed. Um, I'll, I've got Court of Vows on my list for one reason. Court of Vows is so fucking good. If you like it, you can go through and get all of that run that Scott Snyder did, which in my opinion oh, is true. the all-time best single Batman run it's ever. It's phenomenal. That's it's up there. Stays good. And, and there's Morrison's early run too. That's just like badass. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got back into comics um, after about. Uh, 20 years of not being into comics just from being raising kids and living life and it pulled me in hardcore and good oh, man it's it, got some it, of the that most whole run the yeah, whole the run whole cover to cover and it's got some of the most effective joker usage ever because the first issue of that whole run you find out that joker's uh, cut his own face off to escape from arkham death and it's, of the family and it's hanging yeah, in the family. well in the first issue of it's when they teased it out though because yeah. You know, they, mm-hmm. they they go through in the last issue, uh, panel of it shows his face in a, con- you know, and it's cooler been, or a yeah. freezer. 
Spoiler and, uh, alert. GCPD. <laughs> oh, a small spoiler. I mean, it's the first <laughs> issue of 52. I think they're going to be good. You, but, you've, uh, seen, you've seen Slipknot Joker, yeah, I'm sure. Everybody's Slipknot Joker. Yeah. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's seen it at this point. It's my favorite Joker incarnation in the last 10 years. So though, awesome. Awesome. I love it. So creepy. He Joe's comes garage. flies flying around his oh, fucking face. Really that creepy. Joker comes <laughs> in and out of that whole storyline. I mean, all that whole run. You could literally pick up the different component books of that, I guess, if you're a Joker fan. Like Death of the Family and... Uh, Endgame, yeah, and just you know, if you get the first few issues of it, which go into Court of Owls, you can read Court of Owls and just Death of the Family and Endgame, yep. and have four great collected Batman stories. Absolutely, Absolutely. yep. But if you don't want canon stuff, some of the stuff that was on my list was oh, yeah. two uh, two collected works that you can pick up that have inspired so much of the the Christopher Nolan uh, Batman, and it is inspiring the new uh, you know you know uh, Pattinson Batman because you know the Matt Reeves that said that he was really into those. Uh, I forgot the name for a second. Uh, Long Halloween. Oh, Long Halloween. And yeah. uh, the one that Classic. was the one before it. I have it in my notes, and it's not coming up because my phone froze. Nah. Um, and Long Halloween. Year has one. A, oh, Tim, year one. Yeah. Thanks. Long Halloween is a Tim Sale art. So uh, if you guys out there that aren't into like super hyper comic book art, it's, it's got a very simplistic indie kind of comic style of art. You might be interested in that. Yeah. Tim it's, and it's a it's, it's a chunky mm, it's a chunky, chunky collection for the small price too. Like it's too. not it's not a small book, and it's only like nineteen bucks, and it's like nice. what twelve fourteen issues. Yeah. It's fantastic, and that comes off of the year one short, and these aren't canon Batman. That's why technically Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah, technically, and that, that's one of the reasons like Nolan's took from it and Reeves has taken from it is it's not the you know the fucking sixty years of story or anything. They're self-contained and they're just there. I found the best way to introduce people to comics. Speaking of that, and you brought up an Elseworlds, and a, a lot of my list is going to be that because I feel like to introduce people to comics instead of just giving them a, a, a massive run first. Give them a great key Elseworlds type tale. Self-contained. Well, well the best small self-contained Batman story of all times, Killing Joke. Yeah, killing joke, and that's Elseworlds. Yeah, and and it's in. What was that? Uh, what was the one? It was oversized. It was painted by Alex Roth. It was Batman. It was very realistic, street level Batman. Do you remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. Oh, I can't think oh, of the fucking name of it. It's the one that uh, Aronofsky was wanting to do Batman off of. Mm, yeah, well. Sorry to waste airtime there, but... <laughs> and if you've never read awesome. the original Frank Miller Dark <laughs> Knight, really that's another self-contained Batman. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. I don't know if I can recommend Dark Knight to people right now these days. It's, oh, it's wow. hard to get through, man. I haven't never read it. It's... I don't know that it ages particularly well. And I'll the be, second part did. Dark Knight Retirement did not at all, but they got destroyed for. We can do a whole episode on that. Because nine eleven screwed that storyline up say, to death. Uh, well, I mean, and then he, then he was like, "I'm just going to put all that in there, mega style now." Because <laughs> Frank Miller is just fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Frank Miller, um, I never read that Dark Knight that he did, but um, when I got into indie comics, he was one of the first people that i've discovered with sin city oh sin city sin city is so on good. my list as well okay good <laughs> you don't have to actually get them in order that's true sin no, city. you don't. you can yeah. pick up any one of those because they're not they're usually like six canon. issues and they all are independent yeah. stories and, I, and remember like the first contained work of it uh there's like two major character deaths in it but they're in the rest of the entire like like you never know the actual canon sequence of events like like happening in any yeah, given story it's out of exactly. order and it's it's very pulp 
and uh, very pulp. Uh, I loved. I fell in love with the art style. Yeah, the 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 harsh, uh, thick lines, contrast, black and white with yeah. contrast, and then suddenly color, yeah. like a spot of color. Yeah, that yellow bastard, just like, like if you if you've yeah. ever watched either one of the Sin City movies, the way that you just randomly see color, they stole it directly. Yeah, panel for fucking panel out of them. The and movies it's made are that gorgeous, way. by the way. They are. The and first they, one is they did gorgeous. A good job the of one, capturing yeah. that whole vision. That yeah, I love had. the first one. That's one. That's a great comic. Book movie. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, man. When you're reading. Sin City when it was new and it was coming out I mean it was just gravel in your mouth fucking gritty and it, oh, it felt special and it felt unique I mean it, it was did. it was beyond noir and I was it brand was new like, to comics God. when those came out ultra I was noir? brand new to yeah. comics a little bit to the ultra noir <laughs> <laughs> well if you're going through those absolute must haves too on my list I, I I know this is kind of weird and it's kind of off topic on it but Kingdom Come, as long as we're just talking about, you know, we mentioned. I, I was going to bring it up. That's stuff. what I was going to bring up too. It's, it belongs on a list. It's what four, six issues. I want to say four. Uh, and the, some of the best art in comic book history, in my opinion, it's the best. It's but but, but I say Lock and Key is my favorite comic of all time, like series. Uh, my favorite single run of anything is Kingdom Come because Kingdom Come, and that's the one that I give people to get them into comics again because it's the ultimate cross section, dude of how heroes are and the struggle of being a hero and then losing your heroics and coming back. It introduces everyone to all the DC characters they ever wanted to see right up front that are completely random, randomized, but like have the heart and soul of every DC character. Uh, It plays into the harshness of something like Watchmen, but also brings in the ultra heroicness as well. It does. The, and it was that in Marvels that really put Alex Ross yeah. as a legend. And don't forget Mark Wade's yeah. genius was yeah. the writing there. Too. And that I was, mean, man, like, that era, Mark Wade was yeah. just killing it all over the place. Man. And it has and to Alex be. Alex Ross did all the artwork for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's wow. the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. It's it's huge. His paint, it is. One of his paintings that was like the big one that he has is the size of that wall that he finished just for one panel. Wow, that's like, that's amazing. I only know him from his covers. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I've never read a comic book that he's done the artwork before he doesn't it's, belong on every book the but only, no he's special yes yes I think, yeah. that's the, I think that's the only one that he's fully ever committed into that one Marvels. Marvels Marvels yeah Thomas Kincaid of comics and, and so you know, true. if you're going through the, the, the it's shiny, and, the, the, you, and you got to mention Watchmen in there too at this point. Yeah, of course. Like of course. Watchmen holds up today, especially in this climate, okay, better okay. than ever. You mentioned that um, Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns both equally important in creating comics into an adult medium from a children's medium. I think Watchmen holds up incredibly well and can be read today. I don't think Dark Knight Returns holds up. Both really? 85, yep. too, right? Oh, wow. No, uh, wa- Watchmen's 86 to 87. Okay. But, I mean, like, both written... I think they're both, time, like, stamped at 85 because yep. of the, you know, like how they do movies and works. Well, uh, the, the, the great thing about Watchmen is, uh, like, people that don't read books now between the HBO series and the Zack Snyder movie and oh, everything. Oh, that HBO series. Oh, <laughs> HBO series Oh, winning so some good. fucking nominations. Well, not winning, but getting those nominations. Oh, 27 yeah, I love that. nominations. 20, That's amazing. 20 fucking set. That was the count? 27 mm-hmm. Emmy nominations. And I love when we watch uh, something and we love it so much like that and then to see it get those nominations. To get recognized. Wow, that's and it awesome. Needs, and it needed it. It, it does. It, and it's going it to it. sweep. Yeah. And especially because, not just that, because it's important. It and is. It's, it's, it's it timely. Is very, yes. It's almost like they had a, a, a portal to go back through and tell this story real quick to us before it. it all well, I'll done. tell you this: like because of um, Southern American um, public schooling, uh, I had no idea that the Tulsa riots were a real a real thing. A lot of people don't. And yeah, of I course, didn't. when it when I, when I saw the show, I was embarrassed. I didn't. I was, I was like, like, "Is this based on I didn't something know they were that real?" Bad. <laughs> and so I looked it up and read all about it. And um, you know, I think that um, just 
it's it's also very important that the we show's accurate to it too. That yeah. shit happened. They, they dropped bombs from airplanes. Yeah, on people. it wasn't an exaggeration. On, it on seems like an exaggeration, yeah. but in it some wasn't. of the uh, newspaper covers that it shows in that. That's not recreation. It's like, yeah, like when it when it shows the pictures of the destroyed building, like the destroyed yeah. barn and everything. That's the real fucking newspaper cover. No, when I did the research on it, I was reading accounts of people that were there in their businesses in their homes when that happened. It was they did a very good job. Talk about it, something elevating source material, dude. And, and, wow. And I. I <laughs> If it, Watchmen's one of those things that if you don't like the superhero idea, this is more for you because there's I don't think there's an actual hero in that story at all. I think they're all dicks. I think every like Doctor Manhattan hmm. is a dick. Let's like I, I, nice. I have a shirt somewhere in the in my, original comic book story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, ha- I have a, <laughs> yeah. I have a shirt in my house that's just of that meme of Doctor Manhattan on on the fucking moon going be a dick, save no one. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. Uh, Rorschach was basically Alan Moore's interpretation of the alt-right oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, totally. and it's so funny too when you see people like oh i love rorschach i'm like oh fuck you shouldn't no, like yeah. i don't think you read between the lines on that one there scooter no 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 am i am i inherently evil if i kind of sympathize with ozymandias a little is that bad no, no i uh, here's the thing with ozymandias uh, as a character his whole thing of i'm gonna create this national calamity i mean this global calamity to unite the world only a few million people got to die. I don't know. It seems... uh, it's one of those things. Thanos it's, it's, over it, here. It's, <laughs> it's like you, you, you see these fucking superheroes all the time going, if I if one person dies so I can save a thousand, I'll let the one person die. He just put multipliers on that. <laughs> <laughs> just math. Yeah, yeah. it's just fucking math. So if you're like, well, I'll let... It's, it's that whole, if I had to kill baby Hitler to save how many people? Most people are like, fuck it, I'd kill baby Hitler. He's like, okay, well, about that. It's not just, <laughs> it's not just baby Hitler. It's um, everybody in the four states around baby Hitler and then a fallout that kills just random people across the globe. But hey, the upshot is no more war and we're going to legalize weed. You know, this. By the oh, way, man. it's also a fucking baby. <laughs> like, you have to go kill a baby. <laughs> Who's that, got the constitution to be like? Mm. Uh, you have clearly never been awake at four in the morning, because believe uh, me. <laughs> and you got to pick that baby out. All babies are kind of the same baby. Like you got to be sure you got the right baby. Oh yeah, What's people talk about what that if you like fuck up baby and kill Einstein or something. No, people, I could have sworn that was Hitler. <laughs> people talk about it like he had the tiny mustache out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. How do you know? Because he looks like pubert. Do you have a baby that looks like it has half a semicolon under its face? We have to go kill it. We killed Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, this time travel is dangerous, kids. Uh, my my last thing on my DC recommendation, just because it's it's Green Lantern, is if you try to tell me that Sinestro War is not one of the most self-contained stories that you could pick up, because at the time when Sinestro War came out. If you just know Green Lantern or Space Cops, the way that they describe it is, okay, we are good guys. This ring does green. Like I went back and reread that trade lately, and it does literally read the first few panels of, this is how OO works. This is how the Green Lantern Corps works, because it shows the stark contrast when Sinestro changes from this guy who was like a fallen angel type to full-on fucking Hitler dictator yeah. motherfucker. Sinestro, it, by the, the way, the strongest Green Lantern really I'm like ever no what became that well, I, mean, I mean like pretty much he can't like, be the strongest Green Lantern because Hal Jordan used the ring so hard that it broke the rules of it and killed a guardian I mean up until that point up until Hal did all that shit that's what I'm saying like up Sinestro, until Jeff Johns fixed it Sinestro <laughs> was the most powerful Green Lantern until he become a bad guy and Hal Jordan outdid him of course and if you get to the uh, what was it the the the, the 
the first flight, I think it was for those for Emerald Knight. No, the 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 when they redid the Jeff Johns when he redid the Green Lantern backstory. Was that Emerald Knight? I don't remember. First flight was the show. The, first uh, flight was the no, first flight was the show. Movie. Yeah, that's the animated movie. and it's awesome. I can't think of the name, but that was. It's, I'm pretty sure it's Emerald Knight. I think it is Emerald Knight, but we'll have to fact. I should. That's when he gets the ring, and yeah. And it's one of those things. If you get into it, it's one of those comics that you could read the whole ass Jeff Johns run of that Mm -hmm. from the beginning to end. Like if it's one of those things that you want to get into, because you know Blackest Night's one of the best crossover style things I've ever read in my life. But if you try to read that, you don't know anything about this stuff. You are literally reading a foreign language. Are you done with your twelve recommendations? Go, go in. <laughs> well, Jesus. Thanos has spoken. <laughs> no, I'll give you two Marvel, motherfucker. Old ma- <laughs> Just because you did that. <laughs> He's like, I got 15 more. Sit back. Old Man Logan. Nice. No, it's really good. And uh, actually, the Infinity Gauntlet after everything that's came out with that, because you know all old, the characters. Old Man Logan, the Comic the actual comic, comic yeah. book and, and Andrea Sorrentino is the artist for yes. most of that and I think all of it maybe but um, he is an, one of my favorite artists he also does Gideon Falls which is an indie oh, comic yeah. reason for Old Man Logan is so many people saw Logan and loved it like where they get this idea Old Man Logan it's one of the most brutal fucking comics of all time and if you liked <sighs> the, uh, the, the the Punisher on Netflix watch uh, watch shit read Welcome Back Frank yeah. that the guy that uh, you know same guy that wrote Punisher wrote that same guy that did art for Punisher did that those, fir- those first eight comics was the Daredevil one oh, they based the Netflix mm-hmm. one off of? Guardian Devil. Guardian well, Devil. Well, loosely, loosely. I thought it was like the... No, Guardian Devil was... was oh, Mysterio. Man Without Fear. No, man Without Fear. No, it was, born, yeah, 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 it was yeah. born something, wasn't it? Uh, that was one of the seasons. Um, it's kind of a, an amalgam of, of different Daredevils from a certain the, viewpoint. That dirty street level. But the whole Fallen Devil story, I forgot what that's called. The one where he like dies and they have him... That's, that's season three, essentially, where mm. he's... Uh, God, what is that one called? Damn, I feel stupid. I'll think of it in a minute. I'm surprised you don't know it. I know, right? <laughs> it happens every now and then. And we're still getting used to the new studio. You got to get settled in. Yeah, I got to So, yeah, so throw some stuff in here. What do you think? So, okay, I know, I know a lot of my list is going to be a lot of DC stuff to introduce people with runs because I feel like that that's the best way to be introduced to superheroes, really. But I think I'm going to talk about Marvel for a sec, and I, I was going through different X-Men things that I was going to bring up first. You know, let me interrupt you right there, if you don't mind, well, just on no, what you're, you're talking fine. about. Well, one of my favorite Stanley quotes of all time, everybody's comic is somebody's first comic. Yeah. And I think that was always smart. That's really Such a smart. great quote. And, and, and I, we named the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Ooh, perfect. Yeah, I got it. And, uh, I, X-Men is a good introduction to the Marvel Universe as well mm-hmm. um, and I always like the aston- Joss Whedon's Astonishing Run underrated underrated Very, it kind of got, sho- got got lost in the shuffle yeah, of all the great really X-Men did. stories but it's and really great really good and uh, Fatal Attractions that whole Fatal run. Attractions on my list yeah it's gotta be man well they hear, everybody always goes days of future past it's uh, like what two issues it's two issues and it's, it doesn't feel like two issues I know in it's, it's legacy heavy it's, it's, it's like Demon in a Bottle for Iron Man. They're like, oh, that must have been so huge. It was two fucking issues. Yeah, you know. short. Fatal Attractions is just fucking cool. Dude, Fatal Attractions. It, I mean, to the point to where... And, I mean, there's a part in this story, if you don't know this, this might sell you. <laughs> you know who Magneto is, right? Oh, of course. Magneto pulls the adamantium oh, out of yeah. Wolverine's Wolverine. fucking body. He's like, you know what? 
fuck this, I've had it. And he just goes... <laughs> and you get to see uh, the first bone claws of the final panels. He's, he's leaned up against a tree outside of the mansion and Jubilee's coming to talk to him and he's like, shanked, and you just see these bloody fucking bones. I, I was yeah. like, I, I remember reading it as a kid going, I just peed! Uh, <laughs> and not only did Magneto rip all the adamantium out, Jean Grey had to psychically hold his body together after that until mm-hmm. he could get fixed. It was brutal. Because that fucked of, his healing factor up. Speaking of Jean Grey, throw Dark Phoenix on that list because so many people... At some point... So many people go, well, they fucked up Dark Phoenix in the movies. Yeah, they did, but you haven't read it to know how bad. You know how bad. Dis- you disclaimer on that one, though. It is from a very specific era of comics that uh, the dialogue can be a little tricky to get through these days. It, it's a little heavy-handed it, on the way it's worded. It's that old school uh, before really... Uh, heavy text bubble. Heavy, uh, heavy text. Uh, lots of words. When you, when you think <laughs> of Iron Man in the Marvel movies... Uh, and the way all those characters speak like real people, that's kind of a recent addition as, as soon as the year like 2000, 2001. Comics didn't really start kicking in with that natural dialogue to right around then with Bendis, really. I attribute a lot of that to Bendis. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it to, uh, wasn't it Ellis that wrote the Extremis run? Ellis for, too. Uh, Ellis too. Like if you call. like the Tony Stark from the movies, the the Extremis, uh, mm-hmm. hardback, grab that. And any if you read that and still like it, when I see where they took the rest of it, there's omnibuses of like 60 fucking issues of the Matt Fraction run of Iron Man that you can get cheap as fuck and you can actually see where they pulled all this stuff from mm-hmm. for the movies. Oh, by the way, you mentioned Ellis. Um, Sayonara William Ellis from the Castlevania TV series. I mean, Warren Ellis. <laughs> Simon Ellis. William Ellis. <laughs> William, William, William Ellis. Ellis. I'm William Ellis and I fart lightning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did he exit? Warren Ellis was basically removed from Castlevania. Uh, the recent the allegations. The recent allegations and the way he handled it was not the allegations, but the way he handled it. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. He basically just was like, I don't fucking care. Hmm. Uh, which is a very Warren Ellis thing to do. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I've got a lot to say about that, but I don't think this is the time or place. It probably no, is. No, no, no. We keep <laughs> but, that's uh, just some information for you. Yep, that's all. Um, uh, one of my Marvel. Uh, Elseworlds tales that I really like to introduce people to is especially like this is something I'll throw at you first is Neil Gaiman's 1602. Oh wow, really? Huh. Yeah, because Ooh. it's like you know enough about the Marvel characters at this point to know who they all are. This is going to unfold to you in this strange steampunky new world Victorian era version of the Marvel cinema or the Marvel universe. That sounds amazing. And yeah, you have a little thief who runs around named Peter Parquois and you have, uh, and they all have the powers like, and you have like a, a Dr. Strange, you have the fantastic four, you have Iron Man is this giant full metal alchemist looking, uh, creation. Full metal alchemist is probably <laughs> one of my top favorite anime shows. Sixteen oh two is history. so fucking cool. If you've not read it, I haven't. I actually I have not. it. It's so cool, dude. <laughs> like I've already typed it into my notes for my I next book. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, honestly, yeah, read it. It's really neat. I mean, okay. it's just the 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 holes it's going to take you down to make you realize, oh my god, that's Hulk. Oh my god, that's Daredevil. Oh my god, that's there's funny. you know, and like that's great. And but they're like colonial. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Really well, cool. That's one of the things I love about Full Metal. On a tangent, real quick, about Full Metal Full Metal Alchemist so much is that it's like the steampunk but modern almost. Like, yeah, it's a combination of modern steam and, versus diesel punk. Yeah, almost. it's really super cool. Yeah, really. That neat. sounds awesome. A lot of my stuff was your stuff, by the way. Uh, I have a feeling that's going to happen. 
Yeah, there's a few other things. Uh, like you, you, you already hit my X Men stuff yeah, too. So yeah, I have. I can't believe neither one of us has said preacher at this point. I can't believe oh, nobody shit. has said We're preacher. There's a fucking preacher, a preacher poster, poster right <laughs> here. Preacher is for my money the best adult long running comic of all time. It's just uh, if you're very religious, don't fuck them by preacher. Yeah. Uh, no, I think or, you should. I think you should. I think you should totally. Yeah, if you're very religious, totally, totally check out preacher. <laughs> I wore a, I wore a pentagram album. hat to this fucking recording. <laughs> I'm like, no, I was like, I thought, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, read it. Yeah, totally. And it, and it has one of the best endings in comic book history. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's it's awesome. Satisfying. All, all that, there, there's there's several things in that line of things that all kind of go together for me, and that's Preacher, Transmet, and 100 Bullets. Like, those books. Okay, you can. Are, oh, I, for, I always you, forget about 100 you Bullets. You can do this, a short synopsis for all three of those easier than I can because I'm Morty as fuck. Why should listeners have, have never read those three titles in particular? Read them? Well, also, okay, you sell. No, I got an idea. You sell it on Preacher, you sell it on Transmet, I'll sell it on 100 Bullets. Love it. Uh, uh, Jesse Custer, the lead of the, Preacher, uh, is a f- preacher who's alcoholic. He's lost his faith. He has a checkered past. And basically, an angel and a demon fuck, and it makes a baby that, if it goes into a human body, gives him the ability to speak with the word of God. Nope, that's so, it, God finds out that this thing exists, and God fucking leaves. A drunk fucking preacher in Anvil yelling at his congregation gets hit with this thing. This is the first four pages of the book, by the way. Damn. And blows up the church and everybody in it. So he goes on a wild road hunt to go find God and kick his ass for leaving because he wants answers. And he goes to find his ex-girlfriend, who just happens to be a sniper, and his new best friend, who just happens to be an Irish vampire. And hilarity and blasphemy ensues. That's the best (laughs) description I've ever heard of any comic book ever. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's, it's fantastic. So, 100 Bullets is, it falls into that Sin City category. It's about Brian Azzarello. I was, I was trying to remember who nice. uh, did the book. Um, and essentially, in that storyline, uh, it's in that noir kind of, th- those books, like that, the Vertigo stuff during that time and all that, it kind of flows together. That's why we're kind of connecting these, I think. Um, basically, uh, if, you want, if you want revenge on someone, if you want to take someone out, a man named Agent Graves comes to you and gives you a briefcase that has a handgun in it and 100 bullets. Those 100 bullets are completely untraceable. You, If you use them, no one will ever find out that you killed the target. Whoa. You will be given all the information you need to kill your target. And But there's always like a big price to it, and that's the, that's the rub. But like, So it's like a monkey's paw deal. Yeah, it's like a monkey's paw deal a lot of the time. But it's also got that Sin City feel where it's anthological. So like this is just like different people doing this stuff and their that stories awesome. within that that concept and oh who it's does awesome. that book Brian Azzarello okay. uh, I believe it is Vertigo sorry you said that that was Vertigo yeah, I, think yeah. it was. That I, was... I think they're all Vertigo that we're talking <laughs> about right true. now I'm pretty sure which felt like indie comics when it was out no it did no oh, it, it was well it, it was basically like indie imprints because we hadn't built up the companies as far yet so this yeah. will be a, this stuff will segue very well Preacher actually. was on Vertigo I wasn't it? Yes, was. yeah, absolutely. They, yeah. they didn't know. I, I read it much yeah. later. Because yeah, when Preacher was coming out, that was the first time that they had a black labeled fucking level comic sell that hard. That's right. why there was so many. We need something dark and extreme, like spinoffs and Vertigo. After that, that sucked ass. <laughs> Fuck you, Neil Gaiman. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of extreme, Transmetropolitan definitely falls cool. under that. But a, a cool extreme, not a grim dark nineties. It, it's really there's a lot of Hunter S. Thompson in the character Spider Jerusalem. I love Spider Jerusalem as a character. Uh, the, the show, or the, the show, the comic itself rather had a very sort of Quentin Tarantino irreverence Ooh. from the era. Um, it just had that smart, harsh, violent, uh, just doesn't hold back sort of feel to it, which is something that I thought was pretty exciting. The art is just beautiful. 
Um, you know, it, it, at the time, it seemed so futuristic and yet just like a dirty, grimy futuristic. And uh, I don't know, the way we're going now, it, it just making Transmetropolitan seem more realistic. So, uh, and, and, oh, yeah, I just started <laughs> oh, yeah, reading it. I've never right. read it before. And so we picked up the first uh, graphic novel, which is the first five issues. And I read that, and um, I mean, it is it's not very timely right now, and it's great. You it will be surprised timely. how many of your friends have a transmit tattoo that you never realized have a transmit tattoo after tattoo. you start reading transmit. Because do you have a transmit tattoo? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like, I, I I know shit can think of three people I know off the top of my head that do, and I forgot that two of those were transmit until I reread it earlier this year. <laughs> I got I had the glasses for a while, the one rectangle, one circle. I didn't oh, wear really. Them yeah, I just had them on the show. I oh my like, god, I just really. I really thought that was funny to picture you wearing those. Yeah, I would. No one's gonna look. New headshot idea. New <laughs> headshot idea. <laughs> Actually, you're right. That would look pretty cool. Is Where there, are they? Do you have them? I don't know where the hell they went. I wish oh, I did. Do you have any good suggestions up for this? You, Jamie, and uh, Transmet. Um, you know, more recently with X Men, of course, you've heard us go on and on about this. But uh, House of X, Powers of Ten, um, just excellent, excellent stuff. They're both collected now. I am going to buy that this week. Actually, oh, so finally, excellent. to read all of it. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of Spider Man, um, Craven's Last Hunt. It, it's oh. dark. It doesn't feel like the Spider Man you may know. It was. It was from a time of darkness in Spider Man's life, but it, it's incredible. And it's one it of the classic. Craven more than it does. It does Spider Man. Like does. that was on my list as well, but I knew it would be on somebody's that had read it and remembered it more fondly. I give a shout out to a Welcome Back Frank Punisher story by uh, Garth Ennis. Speaking of preacher, uh, that's awesome. What a great, yeah. fun little story. It, that is the the, the 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 Punisher that John Bashel plays in. That is that Punisher. That is like literally that pun and the Thomas Jane movie. It's is an adaptive like the version. There's story, a lot of yeah. adapted out of that, like the Russian and the, the spare characters, like uh, Blimpo and that, that, that crazy old, that crazy Italian lady is in it though. That was in the book. That was like that, like lost her legs and everything. Right. Was that? Her, it, wasn't that in the book? It, yeah, it was. It, it's, yeah. it's very black humor, very Garth Ennis. Um, yeah. it, it, it is Punisher, but it's it's very black humor. So, with a splash of Warzone, because yep, Warzone yep. went for Max. Like Warzone was like, this is a Max movie. And the best thing about Welcome Back, Frank, is it does illustrate something about the Punisher that people forget. He was a family man before this, and he's not a total piece of shit. No, True. yeah. And they, they they illustrated that very well. Uh, more recently, Superior Spider-Man, I thought was a really cool, cool story arc. Hell yeah. Um, it, it, you roll your eyes when you read it on paper, but uh, reading it in the comic form, man, it, it, it's really entertaining. That was the Spider-Man story that, that I read alongside Court of Owls that got me back into comics. Nice. And, uh, I will hard, hard agree with incredibly that. Incredibly entertaining. Incredibly just the idea that they could take that concept of uh, Doctor Octopus is basically Spider Man. He pulls it off. It's oh, his greatest builds scheme an of all time. And he literally and switches places with Spider Man, and he stays that way for what almost a year and a half. It was a, it was a good year. Yeah, and at least he's a hero. He's well, trying to be uh, trying to be superior yeah. Spider Man to be the best Spider Man he can be in honor of Peter. Essentially, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Stuff. It's a it's wild, wonderful. and and then when it gets to the final issues of that, that's another one of those most satisfying payoff. Because that last issue was like like a hundred fucking pages or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty true. sure. And it, but it was like I didn't bat an eyelash. It was satisfying as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, our, our newest inducted member of Geeks and Heritage of the Earth, Jamie. What are you got? Anything over there? Well, about? I've been thinking about that because I'm you know um, I'm I grew up as more of an indie comic kind of person and so a lot of the stuff that you guys have been talking about has been newer to me like Pre Preacher I read recently Watchmen I read recently within the past 10 years Segway um, Queen continues so um, <laughs> I, um, I I've, I've been thinking about it and one of the things I would recommend is um, 
Blade of the Immortal, and that nice. that that goes into some manga territory, which we need to maybe cover manga like later. At like a whole episode about manga would be probably I don't because know. I can you, talk the whole time about Berserk. I've got a lot of a <laughs> lot of good manga. Like we just talked touched on Full Metal Alchemist, which yeah. the manga is just as good. It's actually pronounced manga, but uh, manga. You know, there you go. Attack on um, Titan. I wasn't going to be that. And guy. well, anim- anime is actually pronounced anime. Anime. Like anime. I'm, I'm Japanese in my heart, so yeah. Jap- <laughs> Japanese. Uh, <laughs> so um, bleep 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 bleep. <laughs> no. So um, anyway, Bla- Blade of the Mortal um, is um, like it. beautifully drawn, <laughs> and it's a it's a crazy story about um, a um, assassin who um, basically gets these blood worms that mm-hmm. make him immortal, and um, he goes to protect this girl the story is very more complicated than that but um he's basically assigned to protect this this girl it's feudal japan um and he's a, an, an insane assassin and he's got these blood worms that keep him alive so if he gets cut in half blood worms fine right back to that right back together and um it's gross too there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of um of collected issues of it in fact i'm kind of lost about i got lost when i it's my chunk of um of getting out of comics and then getting back in, so it's hard to keep up. But um, you can pick up any of them really and just read it because it's amazing and uh, the artwork is ag- incredible. Yeah, the art- and it's done by one person. Oh my god, it's been so long since I read it. I forgot his name, and that sucks because I wish I had that on hand. <laughs> These independent um, comic suggestions are going so much better because they don't know the character. Like nobody, like nobody knows the characters because they're independent. And they're not in a big Ma- screen. Manji is the main character with the, with the uh, blood worms that make Manji. him immortal. Yeah, um, but we haven't seen Manji ten thousand times in a Marvel movie, so this is more fascinating. That is true. Okay, so it was created by. Um, I thought I was going to get my answer right away, and I didn't. Sorry. That's why I, I had notes, and I lost stuff. my notes, and I'm really sorry. But anyway, Blade of the Immortal, um, they actually just came out with a TV show, which we watched a few episodes mm-hmm. of, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's I awesome. mean, it's beautiful. and um, I've only seen the first, I think, two episodes. And um, it's been around for a really long time. I started reading Blade of the Immortal when I was... Um, Hiroke Samura is the mm. uh, artist and mm. writer of it. And I started reading it when I got into comics about 1996, 1997. So um, that would be my recommendation. It's it's easy to read. It's not wordy. It's very few words. Mm -hmm. But um, the artwork, it tells the story in and of itself. And it's it's an amazing, crazy story. Uh, yeah. Very, very, very feudal Japanese in feeling and in theme. And, Absolutely. And the it way tells you a little bit of history of the swastika, too, because yeah, the, the symbol of the swastika was originally... A Buddhist symbol, right? A Buddhist yeah. symbol. Yeah, that's why it's in the book, yeah. So we were all... Um, we've all been alive during the advent of what we know as indie comics. Back when they were first kicking around under the radar, uh, we were all pretty much there for that. What is everybody's mm-hmm. first... What is your, if you could pinpoint one indie comic that you remember being the first you were excited about that wasn't a mar- um, you know a major comic, what, w- what would it be? The first time I saw art for Spawn in an yeah. upcoming magazine. Yeah. Like, I, I, started, I realized what Image was right then, and it kind of was weird because Image started with Spawn really strong, and then it was a bunch of rip-offs of other companies, and then the, if you look at the version of Images now, they're writing better comics than most of the fucking movies that come yeah. out now. No, Image That's is like true. one of the best. I mean, they're, they're the big third now. Yeah. They're not just like a part of, we're indie too. It's like, 
No, you have Marvel, DC, Image, and yep. then Indie Comics. And yeah. with the exception <laughs> of Spawn, Image Comics, you can pretty much guarantee you're going to have an ending. This isn't going to be something that goes for like 65 years. Yeah, except if it's Saga. Except if it's Saga. A lot of Image Comics. So, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> a lot of good comics will, uh, um, Image Comics, I'm sorry, will um, be just a six-issue run or a, mm-hmm. or an eight-issue run. That's a great point. Something. Yeah. So they're not, they're not, a lot of them aren't ongoing. And, you know, Walking Dead was on it. And, and mm-hmm. like, one of the reasons that, Kirkman's. you know, Kirkman and really wanted there was so if he decided he wanted to end it nobody would own it and he could end it that's why when Walking Dead ended if you notice there was no solicits for it there was nothing Total surprise. there was fake ones that were coming out after I've the I've never issue. seen anything like it actually and then yeah. you just went to the comic store and they're like fucking Walking Dead's over yeah like it was just it was just a it was Kirkman just dropping the fucking mic going no nope, later wow. I remember when Walking Dead came out the, the comic and it was so hot by issue two that everyone that was going into the Clinton store... By the way, uh, Clinton Cards, Comics, and Collectibles shut down recently. Rest in um, peace. Rest, oh, rest in power. Store, so uh, amazing store. Uh, the first actual comic shop I went to. Yeah, I think all of us, for the most part, well, not him, but no, I mean, like... Definitely the first here. one. <laughs> the first one most people did go to. It was the first real com. It was the first comic shop really around here. Mm. Uh, it was around before any. Uh, most and it of was it was massive. Yeah, he had more back issues probably even when he closed than anybody in the state. I know people would come all over the, from all over the south to buy back issues from him. He probably has stuff up in that, up in that, um, up in his top room that you'll never. You know, when they finally sell it and get rid of the back stock, people are going to find books up there that are wow. rare gems. Because he just never got anybody up in there probably doing all that stuff. There's so many books in there. And rest in peace to that store. I mean, no one died, but a (laughs) a big part of local geek culture did die. Mm. I mean, it is... Everybody on the other side of Knoxville... That was your store for a long time. And if you notice, all the other stores in the areas gave them all, you know, like, like, dude, we're sorry. It's like there yeah, was no, yeah. there was no competition. Right. Yeah. It was They're all like, oh wow. It was all like, dude, we're really. I was sad. living in Charlotte when I got into comics in the in the late nineties, so I didn't, I didn't never go there. This was the only place that you could go get comics and really cards and things like that yep. for for a very long time. Mine was Mountain Empire Comics in Bristol, and they've changed locations like 12 times, but Rob is <laughs> still, still sitting behind the desk with his dog, selling issues. I went 15 years without going by there and seeing him in the store, and then when I went back in there, he looked at me and was like, well, Mr. Ratliff, you grew up. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> I remember I remember uh, that guy that ran that store is the one that told me about The Walking Dead, and he said, this comic is huge. Uh, it's Image is a new thing. If you like horror, he know I knew I liked horror. Uh, I was collecting mostly horror at that time. Uh, I'm a big horror comic freak. <laughs> I love them. Um, but it uh, that I would recommend the first run of The Walking Dead. I recommend comic. a whole damn series. Sorry, I, I, mean, I yeah, never lost. Awesome. I will say this: um, it came out at a time when I was not reading comics. I had young children, so I was not able to afford comic yeah. books, and um, so I just I, I, I missed out on it. And after we got into the show. Um, which I did for a few seasons, and then I kind of fell out of it. But I was like, well, I want to check out... I got the first graphic novel for mm. The Walking Dead. The giant compendium one that looks no, like no, you no. can prop up a table, no, or no, the no. small one? Just just the first six, six issues okay. or yeah. whatever. And um, and I read it, and it was good, but it was exactly like the show. Yeah, well, for and the so, most part. For the most part. The first part is. <laughs> it was Except Shane exactly dies really like soon. Well, I don't think that it got to that point in the first... Not in the first run, but Shane run, dies a lot sooner than the or show. Or in the first um, graphic in the, novel. In the, but, the but graphic novel. Because of that, I you know, I was like, well, I missed out on this, and, and I've already watched the well, show. Well, so. it's just that Shane's not as big of a character, but they do that with a ton of characters that's different from the show. And the, the well, series. that's what I heard. Yeah. 
But I just, I felt like I'd missed that. That was the kind of book, though, that you were waiting every week to to open. Right, right. And see who died. I had a newborn that year, so I did not read comics. And (laughs) Unfortunately. And originally, Rick was supposed to die, and Shane was going to raise... All of Rick's little family. Yeah. And then when they got into the, uh, the the TV show, he wanted to do that. And they were like, no, we love Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> and like, he was, if, if you go back and read Kirkman's statements on it after the fact for Walking Dead closing down, because he's admitted this parts before, after he closed down the book, he's like, the major reason I wanted this to be a fucking TV show was to kill Rick. Yeah. And all of you oh. fuckers just loved Rick. <laughs> and like, do you imagine how shitty he had to be to be Andrew Lincoln and go to work every day and be like, he just wants to kill me, man. <laughs> You can't protect them, Rick. So, so okay, Spawn and Walking Dead are definitely the two big, like the biggest selling indies, probably in my probably. opinion. But like uh, outside of like the big ones, because like Image was founded by a bunch of people that were tired of having to write serialized oh, material, well, that couldn't own it. I've got a good one because um, I, I, when I went to, I told the story when I went to the comic book shop for the first time looking for X Men and Spider Man, they were like on issue five hundred and stuff, and yeah. my my roommate and friend and I were like intimidated by it, so we gravitated towards the indie uh, uh, aisle and got stuff like Gen 13 and oh uh, shit about Gen 13. <laughs> yeah, man. and stuff like that and quickly got at, like lost interest in that we were like no 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 and, oh, but we yeah. found Spawn and we were like oh Spawn I've collected Spawn for quite a while Spawn's before cool. I, early but, Spawn's awesome but I, I gravitated so much towards indie stuff that I was picking up any anything new yeah. anything new that was coming out I mean I recently went through my old comics and um and was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> right. Like, it was like weird stuff. But, um, What's but some of your I got favorites, into, though? well, that's what I was getting into. Okay, cool. Um, I got super into, um, who's a famous artist now, um, David Mack. And he did um, Kabuki, which I have a tattoo of. And um, it was the beginning of Kabuki. Yeah. And it was a college project for him. And it was about a um, group of Japanese women who were undercover government agents in futuristic Japan where guns were illegal. And so they were um, agents that, you know, fought crime. Mm -hmm. And with all bladed weapons, because guns were illegal. So they all had different weapons. There was eight of them. And um, they all wore masks to cover their identities, even from each other. And they had special ops in their masks and all this stuff. So, and it was a black and white comic. I, I got super, super into that to the point where I actually have two signed comics uh, signed by him that I got. Shit. Yeah. And um, I I had, I, I went, like I said, I went through my comics recently and I figured out I have like several number ones. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is signed. But um, so David Mack, and he's now like doing like a lot of really cool stuff. Like I know he did some artwork for the Jessica Jones TV show and, oh, yeah. um, and the comic book. And um uh, he's gotten up there now, and um, I've basically grown up with him as one of my favorite indie comic artists from back in the day. Yeah, I, I found Kabuki when it first came out. I remember going in; I would go into the mature section, and yeah. that's where I bought stuff from. Well, and he, well, and it was just right there on the indie act. And I wasn't right? mature. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's the kid of us. He, he, he ended <laughs> up going from the black and white format after a six issue run for Kabuki, and started doing um, the next set of kabuki comics in watercolor yeah. so he became this beautiful if you look up gorgeous. david mack his watercolor art is incredible yeah, it really is he just did a series of black lives matter watercolor art with really? um, yeah with uh, i posted some of that on cool. my facebook with um some of the um the slain uh black people that have been slain by police officers mm-hmm. and it's 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 tear jerking it's yeah. gorgeous and heartbreaking and beautiful and um 
So, I mean, he's he's really coming to his own. So that would be my hugest recommendation from indie comics from back then. I'm glad that these are the recommendations and nobody said anything like Lady Death, uh, Vampirella, Evil Death. Ernie, no. or, or the worst, Dawn. If you don't what's know what's his name, uh, Joseph Lisner should be a, probably a registered sex T- offender. That's no, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. TNA comic. If you've yeah. never read any of those comics, okay, Evil Ernie was funny though. You I, never, I never got any. Of Evil Ernie was funny, but well, that's what turned me off of like the Gen Thirteen stuff because Gen Thirteen was, so was soft core porn. It really it was, was awful. TNA and well and and you know I'm, I'm talking too much, but speaking no, of TNA. Like I like TNA a little bit here and there, and I like it in not, my fantasy not a lot. like Gen Thirteen and fuck J. Scott Campbell for fucking ever. Yeah. But um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Gen Thirteen was just putting boobs in your face every panel. Like, have you seen these new things? It was so <laughs> awful. Time. It was so fucking awful. Aspen. It was oh, awful. <laughs> Now they're boobs in water. Uh, <laughs> water boobs. Water but boobs. I will say this: another one of my favorite. I'm sorry. Another one of my favorite um, uh, comics back then that I discovered was Poison Elves, and it was a Ooh, what's that? Uh, writer and creator. I mean, writer, artist, creator. Uh, Drew Hayes did it, um, and it was a fantasy, like D and D kind of style. Um, really violent fucking comic book yeah and it, it was pretty tna i will say all of the elf ladies had big old giant boobs <laughs> i remember this now i remember this i wish now. the listeners could see the look at her face when she said that because that was so hilarious was <laughs> big old giant boobs big old giant boobs but, boobies. but 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 does that make them never mind <laughs> <laughs> down cody down down go but, read a dawn comic down so the artwork is super great and he does he's so intricate in like his awesome armor and costumes and just so creative and everything that he does to make each character different and the storyline was captivating as fuck and um gosh it's been so long since i read it but uh basically the main character is an assassin he's part of this assassin's guild and they live in a little pocket dimension you like assassins so no one yeah i do like assassins. I have a problem. <laughs> um no no one can find theme. they have like a little pocket dimension dimension called sanctuary where his his guild lives so mm-hmm. they can pop in and out of uh that little tiny dimension where they live in this little sanctuary yeah make with and, the assassinating and they assassinate <laughs> and it's so violent and it's very sexual but i think it's actually kind of Anybody awesome. who's looked at the art and not read the books would think that I was being ridiculous to big say tasteful, <laughs> but yeah, the, they all have big knockers, but so, uh, they're be- they're beautiful <laughs> and they're strong as big old fuck. Beautiful knockers. And all, right. all the ladies in that book are fucking ki- killers. No, that's 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 good empowerment. Yeah, so it's it real is. empowerment. I think it. Was, so it's just like a precursor was. to rat queens. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, I have a lot of respect for Drew Hayes because. Um, he he struggled a lot, and he had his own um, indie comic. Um, like he was on his own. Um, what am I trying to say? I'm sorry. Label. <laughs> Label. Thank yeah. you. Um, and it was called Mule Hide Graphics yeah. that he created himself for his first like I think imprint, thir- if you will. Yes, and his first like 13 issues, and then he got um, picked up by. Um, oh God! I should have looked this up. I'm sorry. I want to no, say image, okay. but I may be wrong about that. Anyway, um, he um, ended up doing like, I think it was like 75 issues or, or something like that. And um, he ended up dying. So, and I don't remember what he died of. I haven't done any of this mm. research because I didn't even think about talking about this. But um, Elvin boobs. They killed him. It, it, it's just, it's a great story. It's um, and, and actually, when I was looking through my old comics recently and I was flipping through them, they, they were the most like 
endearing comics that I was flipping through. And I was yeah. like, wow, I forgot how much I love this. This is so amazing. And I was like, this is great. So, well, and that's time. probably hard stuff to find, but yeah. if you can find, they have, they have it collected and I, um, probably digital, so, probably digital. Maybe. I don't know. It's been a long time ago. A lot of stuff in the nineties. So that's preserved. So if you're on indie fantasy, all three, you guys play D and D, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, rat Queens is basically like a female group, the comic that reads like a D and D campaign. That's, Wickedly fucking funny, but a little TNA. And Conanny, a little bit. I love Rack. So what, what do you? That, is that a recommendation for you guys? Is like especially yeah. if you like fantasy or D and D. Want a female led comic? Rat Queens is one of my favorite comics it's right great. now. It's I good. love Rat Queens, and they've had a they've had a lot of problems. They've had several different create like um different creative team yeah. that has changed a lot since it started but it's luckily it's kept going because it's been great. And How many issues is that shit up to now? It's been uh, around a while now. I'm not even sure. I just read the newest one. I'm gonna say it's in its low twenties. Recently, I think it's in its low twenties. Yeah, and they've taken several That's breaks. Three years, four years. Yeah, they've taken some. There's been some months where they've had some breaks. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that, they, that explains. And they've done like one shot specials mm-hmm. and introduced new team members, and they've it's but it's it's fantastic. That is the downside of indie comics because you get so used to those monthly big companies, and with indie comic that might not happen to you like like i love southern bastards and black science and both of those books have had a fucking year without a fucking issue before look moonshine's only like on issue 19 or 20 right now and that shit's been out for like (laughs) i've been reading that for like almost three years but it's great mike what do you got on indie comics some of your well what i i was about to ask you that same thing i'm I'm curious i'll let you follow it since you asked me okay but i'm curious as to what your first memories of, of your first couple indie comics that excited you that you latched on to? Um, I ended up falling down a dark-ass rabbit hole because I watched The Max. Oh, the Max! Oh, oh shit. <laughs> okay. Um, so I watched The Max on MTV, and I was like, this is cool. It's a very important comic. Very important. So I went and bought the comics. How would you explain The Max to somebody that's never read it? I love doing this to people because that's <laughs> some of the hardest to describe shit on the face of the... So that's an acid trip in a book, is what that <laughs> shit is. Um, there's a girl, a girl named Julie, and she finds a homeless man that has been hit by a car in a pile of trash. And that man is later more later the Max, and the reason he is is because Julie was once raped by a serial rapist named Mister Gone, who more than likely was her father. It was very implied, but I don't wow. think it ever said it. Yeah, and it's so dark. she has that a, is darkest. She has oh. a coping. He's I've a, never and he's read a serial it. rapist. <laughs> she has a coping mechanism called the Outback, uh, and that's her happy place that she goes to, and she's the queen of the jungle when she's there. And there's all these creatures that are trying to eat her all the time and kill her all the time. There's these predators that are there. And the Max protects her all the time. And he's and the, the big purple like he's a, Yeah, he's a big purple beast. guy. Okay. And he is that homeless man in real life. Whoa. And this is all not spelled out for you either. you no. you got to oh, put it, this shit together. It, 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 took, it yeah. took a long time. Like, yeah. You would read issues of the Max because you were literally clusterfucked, but the writing and the art was so sharp. Wow. And the contrast of the of the two worlds, they're they're not drawn the same. They, they have different mm. fucking styles. Now I want to go back and read color. that. Oh, that the coloring especially. Yeah. So good. It is about post-traumatic stress. It is about... Uh, coping mechanisms with rape. Uh, it's very serious. It's very touching, and it's very harsh. Uh, it's hard to un- it's hard to get through. I'm not going to go into volume two. I'm talking about volume one. You don't even have to read volume two, but volume one, volume two is great, but it's even more convoluted. But volume one, man. I mean, just that whole, just finding out Julie's pain and and the Max's pain and and why, and the stuff that Mister Gone did to her, 
And it's, I mean, it is a tearjerker. It's brutal. And it's wow. very important. It's very relevant right now for a lot oh, of people. Oh, yes. I mean, if you're, it's triggery for abuse, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and, you're going to have well, rough. That's a good thing to put out there is a yeah, trigger. very point. triggering. Yeah. But, I mean, if you can get into it, it is seriously when, it, and you got to look at how, how long ago was this when it came? It was wildly before. 90, I was going to say 93. Yeah. And when they're like an MTV animated yeah, yeah, was, short yeah. at one point. But it was just too. like the little predators chasing him most of the time. There's mm. a couple things that shows Julianne, Mr. Gone. Yeah, it was, it was mainly just about kind of showing off that uh, art style more yeah. or less back when uh, adult. When well, that was when Liquid, was Liquid, Liquid Television. Television. <laughs> Good shit. Liquid Television does not get enough credit for advancing animation in America, by the way. Oh, not at all. Completely. I was obsessed. Eon Flux alone. Obsessed with Ghost, Eon I mean, Flux. Uh, Beefs and Butthead, dude. I mean, like, that they is were introduced started. on yep. fucking uh, Liquid Television, that stupid-ass episode where they're hitting each other with baseball bats. <laughs> I think it was baseball bats. They were hitting each other with sticks or some shit, beating the shit out of each other's faces. Um, More on that in our next animation episode, yeah, for no, sure. Right. Yeah, we but, could do a fucking half-hour segment for people to go go to YouTube and just look up for more. Most of that shit's on uh, Liquid Television on YouTube now. Real yeah. quick, I want to correct myself because I said that um, I thought Poison Elves moved to Image, and I knew I was wrong about that, but it was serious that they moved to. Oh, yeah. Oh, serious. And Speaking I also want to give a shout-out to the current creative team on Rat Queens, and that is um, Ryan Ferrier as the writer and Priscilla, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but... Is she the queen Pit, of the desert? Pit, Petraeates. <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. Um, Petraeates? Petraeates? I'm sorry. Bless you. I don't know how to say it. Petraeates. But um, they have really come together and done... They've really brought that book to like a solid um, place where they've had so much tumultuous stuff going on in the back. Red Queens, everybody. So, sorry, queens. I just wanted to make those no, two not. just mentions because I didn't no, no, want to no. I didn't want to let the episode end with me being completely wrong. <laughs> no, it's good because honestly, like I, I, the, the Max was my big point here uh, that, that was what i was going to bring up tonight because it is one of the most important comics ever and, really uh, and you I, didn't I really, realize it when you're reading it it's no. like you're like what the fuck i is didn't happening? know that and i was actually <laughs> collecting comics at the time and i saw the max but it looked like it was some kind of silly kids comic yeah. so i never read it the max was that book that you were most likely turned on to by the person that works the counter at the shop oh, the, the guy that worked the counter at my nice. shop by the way yeah. i lived in charlotte and uh maybe i shouldn't even say the name of the store at this point but yeah, he was kind of an asshole to us it was two girls that went in and we were One probably cup. the only girls in the entire <laughs> shop in 1997 <laughs> and um he oh god he was awful to us and so um I'm not going to mention that show, that dude. shop name. I'll, I'll call it out sometime when I have positive things to say. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then the listener's going to be like, "Oh, that guy! That was from that one episode where they talked about that. Fuck that! We're me too and you. Come on, dog. We're me too and you now. I got to do a continuity check. Oh my god, that's exactly right. <laughs> you, you've opened the door now. Yeah. Future you is going to go. Oh shit! What did I do? <laughs> well. Mm. Nobody knows my. Uh, nobody knows. Nobody will ever figure it out. No one. Except knows. for my friend who went to the comic book shop with me. She probably could. Well, on behalf of Geeks <laughs> and Hair of the Earth, fuck that unnamed misogynist guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Fuck you. That's right. So I, I mean, I, honestly, the max is hard for me to do anything else. Otherwise, I, I was going to say, uh, image something complete that you can actually get through. Uh, another Robert Kirkman is Invincible. Oh, oh. Yeah, time and time again, I hear how great that story is. It's the Aren't best some of the people from, what, what, Which is it that he writes that some of the people from Doom Patrol are in? Uh, I don't know. What? 
I thought that he based some of those knockoff characters, not the actual one. Didn't he do a knockoff Doom Patrol character in Invincible? Oh, yeah. No, there's tons of knockoff characters. That's what like I'm talking about. Patrol-y. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of all their names. Because I, like I know he did a knockoff. I know he did a knockoff robot in it. Yeah, no, there definitely is like a Mr. Robot. Yeah. Uh, I think his name is actually Mr. Robot instead of Robot Man. Nah. <laughs> uh, I think it is that in the show. I mean, in, in the book. And by the way, that's getting a animated series on uh, Amazon Prime. Yes! Yeah. And that story is really cool because it's a teenager who is basically like Superboy mixed with Spider-Man. But his father is Superman, and he's been living here forever, and then his name's Omni-Man, and he's the Earth's protector, and then suddenly he's like, okay, you're 18, so uh, i got to kill you, and uh, or I, you've got to help me take over this entire uh, planet now, because that's why I've been here, uh, that's why I made you, and you got to help me or I'm going to kill you. Oh. And then it's... How many issues did that go? Hundred and something. Mm. I thought it stopped at a hundred, didn't it? it? Might have ended with one hundred. Because I thought, because it had that I huge have, cover. It. Yeah, it had that <laughs> huge fucking book. cover, and I remember it's 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 in the hundreds because the number one on it's like very prolific yeah. in the on the cover art. So I thought wow. it was a hundred for that. Best uh, modern besides Star Girl, uh, Jeff Johns' run on Star Girl, the best modern teenage superhero tale. Wow, to me, hmm. it, it's solid. It's really good. It's oh, violent as fuck too. Like, you don't expect it, and you're like, oh, gore. Oh, God, just yeah. gore. <laughs> he just punched a, a hole through that guy's face. Like, I'm like, Superman kills, man. Omni-Man, sorry. Like, what you got? Well, for me, there's... When I think of the origin of indie comics for me, there's there's sort of a triumvirate for me. It was uh, Milk and Cheese, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny mm-hmm. the Homicidal Maniac, and Evan Dorkin. That, that's what I think of that era. Again, with Transmetropolitan, Quentin Tarantino, there was just this stark irreverence, this kind of punk rock spirit about the whole thing that was starkly different from what was going on with a superhero comics at the time. And uh, th- these things were not advertised to me. I-, I worked in a comic shop for a while, and these are things I just came across. You know, There weren't people suggesting these to me, and I just I just fell in love with them. But the big one, and I know a lot of people make this claim, and the, you're probably going to think I'm full of shit, but I was into TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when the black and white stuff was still out. I had this really cool friend, Aylin Moore, you hear uh, our friend Ryan Shipley talk about a lot, and she had these graphic novels. I don't know how she found them, where she came up with them, but she showed them to me, fell in love with the Turtles, and uh, I've watched their whole journey since then. But yeah, to really see that when it was coming out in black and white, it, it was really cool to see. That was literally one of the first conversations I ever had with you. Because like, cause I had some comic book related shirt on, and you started talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'm drunk. I'm like, I forgot they made a comic book about that. Yeah. And then I had to go through my collection to see if I had it. <laughs> Dude, Eastman and Laird comics. Just oh yeah, they were they were cutting edge at the time. I mean, it was a parody comic. I it mean, was. it was, was Daredevil this? and the X Men together. Yeah, yeah. They were Teenage Mutants, X Men, mm-hmm. uh, and ninjas. They had the Foot Clan instead of the hands. So and it, it was, was meant da- to be it was a parody. Daredevil's fault. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, the storyline, it's like that kid that got blinded up. Uh, and they spilled the, the radiation, the right? Fell down in the sewer <laughs> and it made the turtles. I never pieced together in all of my years of loving Daredevil and the Ninja Turtles that the oh Foot Clan God. comes from the hand. <laughs> oh, wow. It was, it was never meant to be taken seriously. It was a parody comic. But people fell in love with it and then they made the cartoon. And when the cartoon came out, I was like, oh, no. That, because I already imagined Raphael getting a beer at April's fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. But uh, Cutting up uh, actual human. Beings. Well, it was right. so violent that fr- that original comic series of Teenage Mutant Turtles was re- really brutal. Wasn't that one of the reasons it was in black and white, though? Uh, I want to say there was just budget reasons. Probably, but uh, you know, I'll be blunt though. There's not very many good issues of the original Turtles. If you really take that entire comic run, there's probably about four issues that are good, and yeah. the rest is just 
it's awful. It's but but it's iconic. It's, mad, it's very iconic. Yes. Um, well, yeah, they, the turtles aren't in it all that much as far as if you look at the whole series. Yeah. They, they kind of start rotating in artists and let them do their own creative versions. But then it gets good. Yes. It gets really they good. They pull it back full circle yeah. again. So. When, it, when, it, when, it, when it takes off and they find their footing, they're like, oh, we can do this. And it, we care about these characters all of a sudden mm-hmm. way more. It's not our mad magazine, our cracked magazine with mm-hmm. making fun of Marvel because we're just these guys. We're silly. But they were like, Oh, we like this ninja shit a whole bunch, and we're gonna lean into it. And then it's suddenly like, this is Batman and Daredevil. <laughs> and then eventually, if you're a good boy, you get the ninja ninja wrap with oh. vanilla ice and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh, defend oh that song. Thanks. At the end. Thanks. And if it's awful. And if you've never heard that undersold gem that I have no idea why it hasn't won every award known to man. Please go to YouTube, turn it up very loudly around your friends when they're being annoying, and yeah. leave it on the mega mix that yeah, you can find that mix. lasts six hours. Six or nine hour one. You are evil. Yeah, that's, that's chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> that's my alignment, that bitch. That is chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, I'm just going to like, man, and I watched this tape when I was a kid out of like a ton because of you mentioned Turtles, but the Coming Out of Our Shells tour. I know it's the, <laughs> the Pizza Hut, baby. The it is, worst. That is all on YouTube because yeah. I have watched yeah. that recently. That's how bored I got in lockdown. It's what fun. What are you talking about? Okay, so the Turtles had a live action tour where they sang songs and with, played yeah. guitars. With costume. And, what? and Raphael smoked a fake cigar while playing saxophone. How the fuck yeah. did I miss that? I don't know. What was the official name of the tour? Coming, Coming Out of Our, out of our Shells. shells. Oh, oh, there's eighties a- hair, April nineties hair. My bad, nineties hair. April O'Neil. Yeah, keytars, uh, uh, keytars. How can you forget the keytar? <laughs> and Neca just made the action figures. Of oh, speaking of Neca, Neca oh, is yeah, you killing talk about that. it with yeah. the turtles right now. But yeah, that's been their most. That's that's not SDCC. Well, it was no, SDCC. It was, but, but then they shipped it to stores because yeah. of uh, no cons. Yeah. Boo. There's I mean, a lot of that good, going don't on. Don't do cons. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it still sucks. Booze that we, 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 we can't have them, and that sucks, but also don't. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you can't have it's the okay. cons, but you can have Coming Out of Our Shells, brought to you by Pizza Hut on YouTube <laughs> yeah. right now. It totally it. was sponsored by Pizza Hut. Uh, totally. Yeah, it totally was. And you could get the... Uh, they had a deal where you could just get the cassette tape and you had to have like your book it thing. So if you brought your book it thing and you got enough book it things, that, that was a program they had. To this make is kids completely read books. insane. I can't and even believe this is a real thing. They, they got did, leg warmers. It was they all have leg warmers. Like How did I not remember anything about this? I had to use my book it points to get the cassette tape. I was Maybe I blocked it out of my yeah. mind. I have I have both that. I have a t shirt from that tour and I have a t shirt from the Mortal Kombat live action tour that happened two years later. I mean, I guess technically it's a musical, right? It, it is a musical. Yeah. It's a cash grab is what it is and a beautifully train wrecky please do not uh, distort the word musical like that (laughs) (laughs) I said technically technically but yeah no like you were saying it's just like Hamilton kids if you like Hamilton you need to shut your face right now (laughs) coming out of our show ignore JC I'm looking at this shit right now on at pictures of it and I'm 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 absolutely blown away I don't even know what it's 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 on the same musical caliber as when South Park had Randy Marsh try to write the 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 musical it's about like that with less class it's it's pretty janky. All it's I can say it. is I guess I probably blocked it out of my mind. I would have been 13 then, so I guess I... And I was a Turtles fan. I don't know how I blocked... And maybe, uh, maybe I just was... I don't know. Well, don't it know. was also riding off of the success, and I, this is not a joke. 
This is riding off the success of the musical Simpsons project, The Simpsons Sing the Blues. Oh, and I remember pizza, that. Pizza I had Hut the cassette and ha- tape and, of that. And all the fucking toy companies <laughs> went in and they made that. I think some of those costumes on that Turtles tour was left over from Kiss Dynasty. <laughs> well, that's oh what I was going to say. There's some Kiss there's elements. There's some elements there. I there is a lot of Kiss going on. You're right. Especially like some of the... So like, if you're listening at home, you straps. should totally look up this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is the oh, coming out of our for getting tour. through this episode is now. You and can do this to some your of friends. Yeah. They are... Pretty bizarre. They're wearing shoes, and I, that's the weirdest part it's of all. Like really just tennis weird. shoes, and yeah, they have normal size feet, and leg warmers, like people size feet. Yeah, people feet. There, there's no turtle feet in those shoes. <laughs> now I gotta watch some of this stuff. How about how, how, how dorky it. are we that we're pissed off that the turtles don't have feet inside those shoes? <laughs> hey, now how wait fucking, a minute. This is bullshit. Well, they, Raph- they need turtle feet. <laughs> Raphael can play saxophone now. We're fine, but he's wearing shoes when he does it. I'm pissed. I don't like it one bit. I never knew that we would actually get to be able to talk about this on the show, and it makes me extremely happy. I, I gotta say, talking about this is my happiest moment in the entire history of Geeks and Aaron. It's pretty entertaining. Did anybody read Scud the Disposable Assassin? That's a, yes. That was a yeah. Yeah. Scud. That was ahead of its time cool. as an indie comic. It was really, really ahead of its time. Uh, and another thing, also, you brought up Assassins just a minute ago. Another Assassins? What? Yeah. They're that too. Also, uh, Assassins this episode is our explosions! <laughs> wanted. The actual comic series wanted, not the movie, which is I still stand by. It's great. Okay. It's, it's great. It's just uh, not it's the very same. entertaining. It's not the fucking same. It's a lot of fun to hear Morgan Freeman say, "Kill this motherfucker." And that, like, it's like and the that funniest. was that was Mark Mylar that wrote that, right? Yeah, Mark Mylar. And he yeah. also did. Uh, Mylar. Sorry, and, uh, I fuck up names. Everybody, <laughs> everybody fucks I up his like name. Mylar. Miller, Millar, I said Mylar. I said Millar for the longest I say Millar a long time. He what? also wrote. I don't know which one's right? Well, he also wrote Jackass, Hit Girl, and Nemesis, and those are some of my favorite. Jackass, fucking kickass. Kick-ass. Jackass. <laughs> He's written a lot guys. of great Hi, I'm comments. Aaron Taylor Johnson, and this is Jackass. <laughs> but no, he wrote, he, he wrote Kick-Ass, Hit Girl, all that shit. Happy. 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 Mm-hmm. Wait, Happy? I thought Happy was Grant Morrison. Not even Grant Maybe Morrison. it is. Yeah, yeah Happy. Right. I think he's right. Yeah, yeah Happy's Grant Morrison. I redeemed myself. No, no, I think job. he's right. So. Good job. It might be. It doesn't feel like Morrison. It doesn't. It does. No, because that's why I wanted to watch it. Because yeah, like, I, 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 I didn't does. know about the book at all. And I, and I found out Christopher Maloney, Patton Oswalt were doing something that was uh, written Grant by Morrison. So good. Grant Morrison. Ah, ah, all right. There you go. got it. He nailed it. This is my happy it, dance. I'll give it to I'm you. coming out of my shell. Damn. I have just recently gotten into Mark Millar, which yeah. is what it looks like. I used to call him Mark Miller, but Mark it does look like Mark Millar. M- I'm not really unique New York. Millar Millar. Uh, Mark Millar. Miller World, and he's going to have shows on Netflix. Here. Yes, all so this stuff. Miller Millerverse. And if you've never actually, if you everybody's watched Kick Ass, does if that mean they're going to make fucking wanted? If I tried to read, read the new incarnation Maybe. of Kick Ass, and I hated it. Oh, it was not good. If you've read all of but the books before and you read it, it makes. It's more shitting on his own work, so it's yeah. it's harder to read. If you, mm. like, if I had to go back, especially reread Hit Girl for it to make more sense to click, because it is kind of him shitting on the whole thing. Okay, but uh, Nemesis he wrote a, a miniseries of that's collected, and it's basically like if Batman was the opposite of Batman, and he was just a rich guy that killed people. Oh. Yeah. And but you can be him, kind of thing. Uh, if you've never uh, picked that up and you want a great, it's very American graph, Psycho. Oh, it's very oh, much. Oh well, shit! Which one? Uh, Nemesis. 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 And uh, he, I'm probably going to pass on that then. I don't. Oh, it's oh, it's it, cold. It's it's not yeah. what you think Ooh. it would be because it's simply <laughs> people kept asking him why he wouldn't ever consider writing Batman. It's your phone. Oh, my phone died. 
It dropped on the floor. It ceased to be. But, um, I ate it. It's fine. They, they kept asking why he would never write something like Batman, and his response was writing Nemesis. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it's it's one of my favorite uh, uh, trades I've ever picked. Uh, actually, was that a trade, or was that just a straight-out graphic novel? Did that come out issue to issue? I think then they were still doing floppies of stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, it's it's fantastic, man. I think the first Mark Miller show, Millar, 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 is, is, I think the first one that's come to Netflix is Magic Order, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. Oh, my that God. Is that's awesome. so good. Yeah, it was like six issues, I yeah. think. Damn, I and, forgot, oh and you God. just made chills run all over me. I was like, oh, fuck, I love Magic World. Oh, my it God. It was so good. <laughs> and the art in it, spectacular. Yeah. I just want Netflix to opt Southern Bastards. They will, probably. Like, like it was how? Jason, uh, well, Jason Aaron wrote, 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 only does a run of this when he finds enough backstory. The idea Somebody's of, getting that, though. Well, the idea mm-hmm. for Southern Bastards was that he wrote it to be picked up. Because yeah, I know. every storyline in it, which is like five to six issues, and every trade is just those yeah. issues, revolves around specific characters in a small, I think, Alabama football town. And like, all the people are very reoccurring. It's got a Sin City feel, except it does happen in order. So when you get done reading those issues, he's not writing anymore until he picks another character to write the storyline. So the idea was he wrote this so if it got opted to, like, I think he originally was hoping for AMC. Everybody was at that time, too. Because uh, Scalped was supposed to be on there, too. That never materialized. Oh, but uh, It was like TNT. And then it if you like it. really dark, visceral, unrated, brutal shit, shitting on that whole Southern it's pride, hardcore, redneck, man. racist culture, yeah, if you want to see good. them get the shit it's kicked out of them, awesome. by all means, Southern Bastards is the fucking book for you. That's when I started hearing about around issue three or four. I think a lot of people started talking about it, but it, I felt like I'd had so much I was reading at the time that's the one that slipped through the cracks but I've I've always heard is awesome Uh, shout out to Bill for Comics Exchange for turning me onto that because he was like with your sense of humor you're gonna love this (laughs) Uh, I bought the first uh, collected and then I came back the next day and went put that shit in my pull file like it's uh, he turned me onto that and he turned me onto Black Science which I still maintain is the best science fiction comic book of the last few years so Mark Millar has such a great I just was looking through his works and he's done a, There's a lot, lot <laughs> of stuff including some um wildstorm and witchblade stuff back in the oh day. my god i didn't realize I didn't, that i didn't know that either gotta pay the rent so, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. so anyway so some really great mark miller stuff i've read uh, was uh reborn uh six issue collection yeah. with greg capullo as reborn is amazing it's i forgot, so forgot amazing. about that one it's so amazing it, um huck which is beautiful yeah huck is sweet, really good. sweet small town <gasps> superman type story oh, um with um raphael albuquerque who's one of my favorite artists I would um, love to see you take a stab in the dark, anybody, to try to explain Reborn in like a nutshell, because uh, that's one of the most oh. convoluted things. To, but it makes perfect sense when you read it. Yes. Well, it's a, it, yeah. Setting. Is I mean, all you can do? <laughs> yeah, you could just do setting and just go space. go with it. <laughs> it's Facebook. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but you don't really, know that at first. No, it's, you don't. It's, it's, it's so good. crazy. It's just look nice. it up. Look up a synopsis of Reborn by Mark Millar with an A A R. Um, and uh, just a, it's a it's a six issue story. Greg Capullo does the art beautiful. He's perfect for that. Art. I love Capullo. And, uh, uh, I know you're about to do the rest of the list, and I'm just oh, there's not many. There's a, only a couple. Okay, no, go ahead. I was going to do this as a footnote for you, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say that most of this stuff, Millar has been doing this for a long time, where yeah. he's writing books that he knows will be opted. Well, and he like literally yes. knows who's going to be the perfect artist for what story yeah. he's telling. And he's like, that's, that's why, true. That's why Capullo's on Reborn, and he's selling scripts. Albuquerque's on the best Huck. way possible. Mm. He's never he's denied that he's not. Exactly. If you, if you, when, no, when he you, knows what he's doing. You know that little magic mi- order. The the artist in that we were talking about the artist magic in Magic Order, order is Oliver, uh, or, or I think it's Olivier Coipel, um, and he's one of my Coipel. favorite Coipel. artists yeah. too. 
Sharky the Bounty Hunter. What a hilarious fun story. I yeah, don't know if you I guys have read, read that. that. It's a, so I think good. it's also six issues. Yes. And the art on that is bonkers. Simone Bianchi is the art on that. And it that story is like, go, 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 mm-hmm. go. This is a um, high, like, high. it's a space story, but it's like a James Bond, high, intense, um, espionage, uh, fast-paced espionage-based story. Yeah. It is hilarious and well done. Yeah. And then um, Space Bandits is what I'm also doing. Yeah. It should be noted the, 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 the books that come out in his imprint, the final pages of it have that old school, he writes a letter for yes. everything that came out that month. And it's so him. great. That's why I say like, he's never tried to hide that. He fucking says it in those. That's true. He's like, yeah, I'm only doing six issues of this because this would be movie length or this would be Netflix length. Yeah. It's in the back of this shit. He, and, and you can get well, that's collected cool thing. versions of it. It's a cool thing. That all those stories can be more than yeah. what they have been so far. And occasionally they he does. They can be seasons and seasons worth of stories. Mm-hmm. Well, occasionally he does mail order too in those if you go back and look through them because he'll oh, get short fun. run covers of just the, just the fucking you know the trades of stuff and every now and then he'll be like yeah just go to here and you can get this cover that nobody fucking has yeah that's my favorite thing that's like, really fun he writes for fans like he he, he knows totally he's got a fan base and he's got so many stories in his head Jesus Christ where does he oh, keep it all hey, he's, a, he's, he's an idea man he's, he's like a, the George Lucas of comics oh, you, you yeah. know that guy that you, you, you went <laughs> to high better. school even better better you know More the guy consistent. you went to high school with that always had the composition notebook on him but you never saw what was inside of it yep that was him that was him <laughs> <laughs> shut up that was totally uh-huh. him <laughs> sorry Cody <laughs> and something I, I want to bring up we mentioned this before we, we settled in on this show is that you know we've done a big info dump here there's been suggestions <laughs> But, uh, you know, for you guys out there, uh, you're intimidated by comics, where to jump in. One thing, I think nowadays comic companies are aware of this, and they bundle up trade paperbacks of issues so quickly now. As soon as five issues, six issues pass of a long-running series like something like Batman, Spider-Man, they're going to take that story arc and put it in a trade paperback and instantly put it out. And the the hotter ones, the better ones are going to be available in any of your local comic shops. So... Uh, you know, don't be intimidated. They, they bundle those things up quick. So just find you a good story arc that you think looks cool and jump in. And if you don't find it in the shop, just ask the shop owner, yeah. or the shopkeeper, because they'll... Shopkeep. 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 <laughs> they'll order it for you. Right I need away. some funny books, shopkeep. We're going to get to the funny pages, sir. We're going to go to the funny pages now, sir. Funny books. It, it, it should also be noted that... The ones like, that you put in the paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I need booze um, uh, it should be noted too like if you're just afraid to jump in go to your favorite like Marvel movies is a great example of this sure they, they, they're they not basing the uh, um, the, 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 the internet forum troll motherfuckers this is an exact page adaptation these movies were never made to be page adaptations of the storylines fucking period and almost all of those <laughs> titles are there for a reason it's titled after the ideas they got from that collected work from that storyline and you can go pick it up point in case Captain America best goddamn example of this ever because the Winter Soldier storyline is the setup to Civil War yeah. Those issues go right into it. So you're like, I loved Winter Soldier, I loved Civil War. You can pick them up both. And, and it's still the story of Bucky Barnes returning and being the Winter Soldier and Cap living with that. And it's Ed Brubaker. At, by, by the way, that's my favorite comic run probably ever is Ed Brubaker's Captain America wow. run. That's like, Ooh. as far as like a mainstream uh, comic nice. run. I love every moment of it. It's so good. And when it ends with Fallen Sun, it's like, wow, I just went through that. <laughs> Touching on that. Um, I want to say to people that 
might be just getting into comics or not knowing where to start, don't be intimidated by the numbers because I was, and that that which is great because it, that's what gravitated me towards indie comics in the mid '90s was because I was super into X Men and Spider Man, and I went in on the shelf the numbers. It was like Spider-Man number 500 or something. I don't know. Right, because, ridiculous And me stuff. and my friend, who had never read comics before, but were super into the animated cartoons, um, were looking at these books going, oh my God, like what? We don't, we can't read that. It's like on number 500. What are we supposed to do? So that we gravitated towards the Ineal where there was, you know, spawn number 10. And <laughs> so we, d- don't be intimidated by the numbers. Like every story has a short run and i didn't know that till just recently when i got right back into comics and started reading those superhero comics that arcs. i wanted to read back in the day the arcs <laughs> so um you know now i think that's something reach creators. out and talk to your um your your comic book shop person and ask them where that is a good place to start on if you're wanting to read wonder woman or something like that and those numberings don't mean shit because believe me when you become a fan you're going to hear the words reboot and retcon so many fucking times like mm-hmm. this is issue 500 yeah in theory it's probably like 16 in this version of the universe Universe. Trust me, you're fine, Scooter. Just yeah, buy exactly. the fucking trades. <laughs> trades are a good place. You were saying? Oh, I was just gonna say. I think um, writing those in the more compact story arcs is something that has been more recent as well. Since probably right around I don't know 2000 ish something. Right around when, when that business dialogue was taken off. I think some of those older comics they they didn't they did have contained arcs, but it just kept going on and on and on, whereas now they're more chapter Like in the 90s, when well, I was looking at those 80s, shows. 70s. Bendis is a great example 90s. of this for one giant one for me, was I got a lot of people into comics when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, because it's something that's not contained, you know, in like the normal Marvel Universe, and Michael Bendis, uh, three months, four months before it came out, started an original recreation version of the Guardians of the Galaxy with no backstory needed, and you could be able to tell from, you know, like from the movie and the content. And that run went for a fucking while, and you didn't have to know a fucking thing about it. That Bendis run of Guardians is the single most bought trades of any of my friends that don't read comics. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's my favorite Bendis writing. And if you don't, if you're one of the people that aren't really familiar with comics, Bendis is a legend for everything until he touches Superman. Ugh. Right? Ugh. And for my, for my last uh, recommendation, piggybacking off of that and to be done with uh, all my recommendations mm-hmm. and, and put a nail in the coffin of recommendations for today. Well, I'm of, sure we'll recommend things runs. in the future. Uh, oh, yeah, but I mean, for, <laughs> for recommendations of uh, of trades that you need to pick up, uh, that whole story uh, coming out of that of Annihilation was on my list of mm. Marvel stuff. If you like Cosmic Marvel, Annihilation is your book series to so just jump into and learn everything you need to know about Cosmic Marvel, basically. Uh, it's awesome. Just go, go, go. <laughs> and, uh, 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 recommendations uh, for the week I would say is uh, The Old Guard on Netflix it's a superhero movie uh, starring Charlize Theron it's fucking fantastic it's that awesome. was on my list of stuff that was <laughs> I that, keep seeing that, that pop up me. Man. That me. Is good. I'm not going to spoil anything it's about assassins uh, <laughs> yay they're immortal assassins and it's really fun and uh, really good and uh, it, it's performing incredibly well and you should watch it uh, it's really good just tying into the whole um, short like runs like what did you call it um arcs, arcs. story arcs. thank you story arcs um that like the one the batman run on the right the current batman comics what we just finished was like like a, such a great story arc yeah. and um it's into the new story arc now that um joker wars which uh, yeah check that out so we'll good. have to talk about that another time i guess but. yeah well by next episode there'll be enough meat of it out where oh, it'll, it'll idea, work yeah. a lot, yeah. a lot better. one issue but that yeah. story arc was like what maybe five issues mm-hmm. it was yeah great so 
My recommendation uh, for the week of the moment is going to be No Man's Sky. Holy mm. crap, I love this game. It's not for everybody. I get it. Uh, and it got a lot of bad press when it came out. They pushed it out way too early. It was so ambitious that it was just not ready. Uh, it was half-baked. But over four years of 11 updates, apparently, they got it where it's at. Uh, I've seen some friends of mine post about it. It was on sale. I gave it a try, and I've just been obsessed with it. And today's world is so stressful, so much anxiety everywhere. This game is just so peaceful and relaxing. Uh, it's all about exploration. Um, everything is randomly generated. I, I just discover planets with its own ecosystem. There's randomly generated creatures on it. Uh, it's it's really something to behold. It's it's next level ambition, uh, and they've really kind of pulled it off now. It's very Star Trekky in its dryness. It's it's very dry sci-fi. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, more along the lines of that late 70s sci-fi. It's not Star Wars, it's more Star Trek. Um, it's really colorful, though. Very colorful Beautiful. and vibrant. All the planets, well, that I've seen so far, I've played about 12 hours of it, um, dramatically different from one other. Uh, you know, you just wake up on a planet, your oxygen's running low, you don't know where you're at, why you got there, and you just got to get to a cave and fix your suit, and then go from there, eventually get a ship. And when you take off from a planet for the first time, uh, and you go up through the sky, through the atmosphere, your ship starts burning, and then you get out into space, kick on the boosters, kick on the hyperdrive, all in real time, no loading times. It was very, very impressive. So if you yeah. can find it uh, at a good price, uh, I, I'm going to have to recommend that it's, one for It's sure. really good now. At I'll, least check it out. Also, Animal Crossing, we're both playing that right now. We'll <laughs> I love that it. More uh, we need to be point. friends. Yeah, I know. We do. What in the world? <laughs> I'll, we'll fix that. I just started about a week and a half ago, yeah. and I have every day I check in for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it, like you said, about No Man's Sky, it's so peaceful and relaxing. I feel it like, is. just like I'm on a little vacation. <laughs> and I, I go and visit island. my island, yeah. and I hang out with my neighbors and give them presents. Fish. And, and I fish a lot. And, and yeah. plant flowers. And I'm and like, this is literally stuff I could do in real life. It's super <laughs> It's super fun, and it's super uh, simulate and oh, it's really it's good. Oh, it's so cute. It's, it's so cute. It's and adorable. being a girl, and I do have to say, I love... Super cute things, mm-hmm. and so it sucked me in. And I didn't even think, you know, I was kind of like seeing my friends on like Facebook and social media, um, posting about Animal Crossing. I'm like, what is this? I've never played one. Everyone before. loves it. And he goes, Michael said, I think that you'd really like Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. And so we got it. And I mean, everybody I, likes it I a lot. It. I, I think that everybody so that really gets into it, they're like, this is fun. And you don't have to be crazy about it either. You can just dick around with it and still have yeah, a lot of fun. You don't have to do, yeah. I mean, anything. There's I mean, so- I have friends who are incredibly into it that like they have awesome islands it's insane uh they have uh you know they spend a lot of time every day i just have fun with it like i have recently acquired a luchador bobblehead statue and a uh, gigantic godzilla statue yeah i got my godzilla statue too it's on my rock on the edge i have it next to my lighthouse because that's me that's that's really cool (laughs) (laughs) of course i would do that i don't want to know what's going on in that lighthouse (laughs) (laughs) robert pattinson and willem little cute versions (laughs) bobblehead versions little nintendo i need to see this now (laughs) it's great it's such a. also what's the lighthouse again just go watch that again. It's good. I'm uh, I'm all out of sorts now. Yeah. JC, you want to take us out of this uh, spiral yeah. I'm, I'm, that I'm going into? My recommendation is a pre-order. It is not a definitive. Uh, the Avengers uh, yeah. video game is finally coming out. 
And yeah. just real quick here, Square Enix is fucking publishing it, like your fucking Final Fantasy teams yeah. and shit. But the head creators that worked with them to make it is fucking Crystal Dynamics and the uh, the Ardios Montreal crew that did the Tomb Raider nice. reboot games. Ooh. Yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So stuff. check this out. Here's the pitch of this fucking That's game. Crystal D. So there's a single player campaign that plays through like the normal game. The all the Avengers spare Hawkeye. He's replaced with Miss Marvel for story purposes. Uh, there's a whole story single player in the it. Hawkeye will be playable now. Yeah, Hawkeye will be player later. The multiplayer on it, uh, this is where it gets crazy. The game is an RPG build system that plays also like the Arkham games. And like Destiny. What? Yes, and like Destiny. <laughs> Hold on. Fucker, I'm getting there. <laughs> it's loot grinding games. This is my shit. I know, this is all you, baby. Uh, <laughs> yep, cats out of the back. It's a, it's a single player game, and if you like that, great. But if you're like me and you love loot grinding games, guess what? Every character in the game has multiple skill progression trees. So in the case of Thor, from the way that they just made him, you can play him like the God of Thunder, but in this it turns him into the healer for the group to make the, the static effects work. If you want to play him long distance, the hammer throw and everything turns him into a long distance snipe character, or he can have the hammer in hand returning and coming back to him like you would see in okay, the fight sequences. Okay, this sounds pretty And sweet. you can oh, customize the build-ups, <laughs> and it gets better because the skill set from it comes when you play multiplayer to loot, grind, and instances and dungeons i'm gonna yeah. need this so the, if you're familiar you with destiny already? strikes or instances <laughs> in any mmo wow. it plays like that and you have to build the team with your friends and also see whose skill sets are compatible and all that type of shit Sweet. now here's the best part for me is that the gear grinding game goes directly after you beat the mains you can play it while you're playing the main story but they recommend not to do it there's some instances that are not tied to the main story mm-hmm. But after you beat the main story, they're going to continue to release content on it and Sweet. continue outside of the DLC patches. And outside of the DLC, they're going to sell. They're going to continue to update sell? instances. Because I heard something. They'll, okay, they're <laughs> saying right now, they're all free unless they do a massive story. Right, uh, part two. But uh, all of them will continue the story, including the updates that are free, will continue the aftermath of the original storyline. So for like, like they do with Destiny, where there's a new season every few months, wow. or there's but a new WoW expansion, and you level it up to get your level high enough by gear grinding to get your equipment. Cool. And That's so, like, awesome. the way that your character looks is kind of cosmetic, and there's ways that you can glamour it to change the way that it looks. But you have to get, like, if you're Iron Man, you have to keep grind. You can't just play an instance to get this one piece of armor. It plays like Destiny or Borderlands, where it's RNGesus. So you have to keep yeah. playing it until you get the gear that updates that the stats for the character build that you have. Okay. And here's the most interesting thing for other people that aren't into the nerdy stuff that we like with those types of MMOs, because that's my shit. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're, me and Cody are very excited about this. Uh, the... Um, <laughs> Okay, so everybody's combat style is specific to them. That's the really way that cool. you fight. So, okay, if you're playing with Captain America, it's very Arkham Asylum Batman kind of style. Wow. If you're playing with Black Widow, it's very Bayonetta, uh, God of or, uh, Bayonetta and uh, Devil May Cry style. Well, they've, wow. cor- they've, they've corrected the, this for a little bit. The visuals are. But the timing, it's all a timing-based system game based off of the Arkham stuff. But instead of like that one combo that you use the entire time in Batman Arkham, it it changes for each character and each version of the build and including the timing in between hitting the buttons. So Black Widow might be bang, 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 immediate, but Captain America, you might have to wait for the shield to return before you can get to the next button in the combo. Right. But also like their style... 
is almost the playstyle even varies. Like Hulk, he smashes. He can rip up parts of roads and stuff. Like and he can run through and break shit. Uh, Iron Man is flying a bunch, so you're, you're it's more like a flying game when you're with him. Uh, Thor is like God of War. I mean, you're just fucking shit up. And all of them have different modes of it that you can customize, exactly. and they all switch to where you can st- wow. still have standard healer, tank, DPS, and range. Yeah. Damn. And oh, the skins. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, and I'm gonna be a sucker for skins in that, and a lot of us are because I'm gonna be like, I want to have World War Two, Captain America. And you have, and I'm gonna have but it, but you can't just go to the store and buy it. No, you have you to fucking it. grind it, motherfucker. But it's cool that that's a lot of that shit's gonna be free. The, the only characters, especially, will be free. The, right, right. the only thing that I do have to say is gonna turn some people off that aren't like me and Cody and just want to loot grind to death mm-hmm. is that Captain America outfit that you want might be armor for this class that you're not playing. Oh, yeah, right. but they're, they're, I bet they'll patch that later. They're gonna patch that. They'll do like they're more Combat kind yeah. of where it's like you can have this look and these these stats. Yep. Sorry, I we get hypercharged about this, but when I found yeah, out that no, this was it's... not just a single player game but a loot grind game with it, chills chills up the spine. And if you pre order it about the time that this episode drops, mm-hmm. uh, the beta starts for Steam, PS4, and Xbox uh, on August seventh, and was going to run through August until the game's launch on August 4th. So by September the next 4th, episode... Right. Oh, September 4th, rather. Yeah. So by the next episode, I, we're going to be able to give a review of the beta. Yeah. Wow. But uh, um, I, there's a timer set in my phone for this. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't goddamn wait. Sometimes I just load up the PlayStation Store and just watch it count and go, my precious. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be my Dude, game. I get to... I get to I don't care if one of his character builds is just makes puppies. Doesn't attack anything. Just fucking pets puppies. I'm going to fucking grind the shit out of that puppy toucher. A year, a year from now, you're going to hear about uh, my Captain America and uh, JC's Iron Man having a civil war within the universe of the games That's we awesome. play. That's but the fact that this D, the the the, the war zones—I think they're calling it—but the instances and everything, and there's also just standard missions. There's rumors. This is not confirmed. I've looked this up to death that there's going to be raid implementation at some yeah, time. That only makes sense. How fucking cool would it be to go fucking storm a super villain's lair with your buddies Doom's on fucking Valeria. Oh my god, yes. absolutely. <laughs> we're going. Uh, hey guys, what are we doing tonight? Uh, we're going after Killmonger. No man, I'm going after Galactus. You guys are too low level. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna kill uh, 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 Loki. Like we're going to. I'm we're going, going to, into Asgard. I'm going to disclaimer this though. The graphics are not that good because it's a game. It's an online game engine, and they're they can't bad. push it. They're just they're weird. weird. But it's they're not, weird. It's, it, they're wonky, but they're not. But they they they're got Japanese. As, they got as high graphic as they can to make the, the the net code still work for when you play with your friends. So the the slight trade here is it might not be the prettiest, but you get to fucking play with your friends. My favorite look so far is that the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Uh, awesome, where he's got the purple T-shirt and the blue jeans. And uh, he's deaf. Like the wrapped up hands. He's going to be deaf in the game. Really? Like he should be. Huh. Uh, oh, which is cool. Be so good. That's wild. Yeah, that's why he's so so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, by the next episode, me and Cody will be uh, obsessing over this if it's good oh, or crying too. if we're bad. <laughs> I hope we all do, actually. But we're gonna play this, this has been a whole ass episode. Yep. No, it's uh, great, though. We have been Geeks Inherited the Earth. I'm JC. I'm CK. Mike D. Jamie Skull. And we've been the Geeks. Thanks, True Believers. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Ship blow me.